Welcome back, Gobble Gobble Theater. We come here in distress because, Murray, this isn't just America's democracy. This is the world's democracy, and the world has decided, fuck, and we don't get to do Rucker. We don't get to do Joan Chen again. We get to do Loren Havadon and his twisted sidekick. I don't even remember the guy's name. Bruce Vitale? Vitale. Uh, Keith. I don't know how to say Bruce. Keith. Bruce yeah. Keith Vitale. Vitale. This is... I, I, wish, I wish we could just throw this shit I away. just want to tell you, all you guys listening, I hate you. I hate 40% of you because 40% voted for this movie. Right. Um, I don't know if we're going to even do this movie today, Griff. I've noticed a lot of voting discrepancies. No, you're kidding, right? I, no, I, there's, I've been hearing a lot. I've been waiting. Like um, I've been putting my ear to the ground. I've just been, like each night before I go to bed after you said, hey, no retreat, no surrender. Three is winning. I when I was doing my prayers that night, I wished for. Did, I'm, I'm like, but did we count the mail-in votes? That's the thing. Did we? I don't think so. I think they're still out there. They're still out there. So I'm gonna do this under duress because I call. I got my man Rudy on it. I call Rudy up. I was like, Rudy, if you can make it, if you can finish oozing out that black oil <laughs> from fucking X Files, and you can look into this. I know you got some other shit happening right now, but this is more important right now. This is absolutely important. Again, this is the world's podcast. This is bigger than America. Right. And Rudy said, "Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna be at Dildo Mania, <laughs> whatever that place was called. There, there is there was there is an old porno shop at the corner of my street. We'll do a press conference there, <laughs> this and is- we'll find out that this is all bullshit. They, this did not win. Rucker Howard won. Rucker Howard won by it's Bigly. <laughs> by Bigly." And I just, I contest this. I will not I can I will not concede that this movie won. We'll go through with it, but I'm not going to concede that. It did. And if, and if, and if I'm proven right. If Rudy finds what all this shit I've been hearing about, did you know Dominion, the voting tabulating machines that you know are from Venezuela, the ones Twitter uses, the one they use it too. Right, you're exactly right. For the polls, they use Dominion to tabulate the, the hundreds of thousands of votes we got for this poll. I'm, we're sorry, guys. We we tried to send out mail ballots to everybody, but um, yeah, we didn't. Well, have yeah, enough COVID. Stamps. We figured, you yeah. know, we didn't have uh, we didn't have enough stamps to send them out, so we went with Twitter. Right. We we should have known better. We should have known better. Can't trust Twitter. We should have done a Zoom call and asked everyone to raise their hand for whichever movie. Democracy yeah. in its purest That would really work for us, especially. Child We're really democracy. good with that shit. Yes, we are absolutely tight with that So shit. I'm just going to say right now, I do not concede that No Retreat, No Surrender 3 won, and I'm doing this under duress. Well, Murray, I like that the theme we picked for our opener today fits our whole, you know, just attitude towards this movie. Because right. we went with the funeral music that they use in this movie. They right. used this that music you heard a moment ago for the funeral scene. Like, isn't most funeral, like, sad, sappy, just organ shit? Isn't that public domain at this point? Yeah, it should be. Couldn't funeral just... mart. Da, 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 Something like that. Da, da, Anything like that. Da, 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 da. No, they went with some weird synth. I, uh, I... Once again, <sighs> this is the third outing. In this... Well, first of all, why is this movie just called Blood Brothers? That would have made. Why are they tagging in? Like, is, was No Retreat, No Surrender a big enough movie <laughs> that they wanted to like franchise it? Like, we got to tie it into this. People will watch it. Well, we're not even sure if uh, Laurent Avedon's uh, reprising role is the same character. <laughs> I he don't played think in it too. was because I think these are serialized. And, all they word? needed to do was put go, Bruce Lee's ghost in every one of these movies, and it would tie Bruce it all Lee together. Bruce Lee appears in the background of this movie. Well, that's. Boy. 
Come on, they, that's a stretch. It needs to be, yeah, it needs to be like right out there in the open. But no, they they were slipping them in there just in the background and everything. But one thing I'm going to give them that they actually found a way for me to like Lauren Avedon. I'm surprised. This was everybody. Here comes the big old <laughs> swerve here because we were both expecting <laughs> to hate just. Literally right. obliterate Lauren Avedon. Yeah, the way you make Lauren Avedon palatable, put him next to Keith Vitale. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Keith Vitale is the worst. I can't believe this guy shared screen time with the great Shokazugi in Revenge of the Ninja. It's crazy. And that, that explains why he has such little screen time in that movie. He's barely in it. Yeah. Because Show is like, no, this guy's fucking my picture, picture up. He's a Edit him out. Yes. That's exactly <laughs> what Show would say. Yeah, and we you go and you do some of that extensive research we always bring to right. each and every episode. Always. IMDb. Uh, okay. And you find out that... A light scan. Everybody... <laughs> it's a very light scan. <laughs> it's like big more than one paragraph. We don't read it. Yes. But yeah. But yeah, when you read into that, you find out that a lot of people attest to this as well. This isn't just Avedon going on there and buffing up his own IMDb profile. People are like, he trained four to five hours every day on his martial arts skills. So these movies... Could have cooler and, action And Vitaly just phoned it in. He didn't train at all. Yeah. He just showed up on the set. Yeah. With a broken arm, by with the way. With a broken he had a arm. cast. Yeah. They had to work into the movie. Oh, it's great. It's a good job of doing that. But what... They do an excellent job of action scenes again. I think we've complimented yeah, Aberdeen on this in the past. The are, are good in this. I'll give them that. It, it, I could, and it's funny, because I could tell just by watching the fight scenes this is an Asian movie, because... It has that Shaw Brothers like fight scene. Like you never see in an American uh, martial arts movie a ton of punches and blocking. You know, you know, you always see that in like the Shaw Brothers movies where it's like there's always constantly blocking. There's a lot of that in there. So I could immediately tell this is an Asian production. What I really like is that they, unlike modern movies, action movies, this is what gives me like. Uh, I don't even know the word. It just makes me sick watching them because they always move the camera around, like constantly swerving and yeah, trying shaky to cam, yeah. yeah follow along with the action. I love this because it's like you get a small little scene of action, one steady camera for it. You like the guy gets punched, he falls over the camera instead of going like following him down. It just cuts to the next scene so you can see the guy working on the next guy. So you're moving around. You're not static and like you know flowing. Everything is isolated, but it's just well, such a better way. Well, in those days, you actually got martial artists. Yeah, and stuntmen, and, and you let them show off their skills. It was probably and now you have actors that are pretending to be martial artists. I think so that's why you got to have the camera shaking and all the the zoom in, the super close up. You can't tell what the fuck's going on. Yeah, I, it's it's just too disorienting. I don't like it at all. This. You get to see these guys and all the hard work. You hear about it with like Game of Thrones and all those people, how hard they worked on their sword skills. Maybe you could tell me if like that actually shines in no, Game of Thrones. No, it doesn't at all. It's like, what are you guys doing? If you're not, if you're gonna make have these guys working on it, you know, let's show it off. Just it's well, a if you're gonna have like legit martial art champions in your movie, come on, yeah. yeah. Speaking of things that are uh, underutilized, Franco. We got to talk Franco. Frank, the villain Franco? The villain Franco. He was creeping me out, which I guess a villain, a good villain should creep you out. I loved him. He looked like kind of a like brain damaged Rucker Howard from Blade Runner because he yes. had that, that, that platinum was... white mullet. Well, Murray, that's what inspired all the young ladies now who get their hair done like in that silver white kind of style. Yeah. It's because of Franco. They're all into Do they the, do their the... eyebrows? 
yeah. platinum blonde usually, too. Usually the eyebrows too. Okay. They all when they go to get it, they say, "I want the Franco." <laughs> That's what it's called. That's what it's called. And you're like James Franco. And they're like, "No, no, Franco, 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 Franco American." But my problem is that he gets maybe like three, five minutes into this movie. Like, he doesn't get a lot of time, and he's creepy as shit. He, and has, the most, got... he has the most amazing weapon, which we'll get into. Oh, my God. It's such a good weapon. That's what I love. You don't have that anymore, too. Every villain had their, their thing. Yes. And his is he's with this his, weapon. His ace up his sleeve. Right. Very literal there. It, I, I I loved him. His tone, his tenor, everything about him just creeped me out. I loved it. I wanted to see more of him. When you told me about this movie being on the survey, I went or uh, on the tabulator, whatever, whatever. List. Uh, you just call list. list. Yeah. That works, too. I went and looked at it, and I was like, Murray, I'm actually, I got to tell you, if we end up doing No Retreat, No Surrender, I'm kind of excited to see what this villain's going to get up to. Really anything, man. I know. Just really bum. You don't get that classic like the villains get their win scene in this movie. You don't get that at all. No. Usually you get that like at, at one point, maybe like to bring into the second act or in the first act somewhere. None of that in this movie. Always thwarted. You're right. Underutilized. And then of course you have Casey. Oh, Played by Casey. Keith Vitale. Yeah. Um I I don't know. I want. Apparently, he got all his clothes from the David Byrne collection because <laughs> we got to talk about the clothes in this movie. It's blowing my fucking mind. This movie came out in ninety. Yes, even in ninety, I'd be like, "What are you fucking wearing?" You yeah. guys, pillowy David Byrne <laughs> suits, so, like you said, pillowy jackets, and it's like, okay, you got a gigantic suit. Can you pack a fucking iron with you when you, wherever you're at? Like something. It's like wrinkled as fuck. He's like, he's like it's like he just slept in it. Yeah. And they said, all right, I'm ready to film. Crazy. And despite being in all these pillowy suits, all the women fawn over him. And he's got this voice. We're going to play some audio later so you can hear his voice. <laughs> yeah. It's not the first voice you hear or whatever. You'll you'll know the voice. See, Bruce Vitale oh. makes Lauren Avedon Lauren Olivier <laughs> in comparison. His it's, it's voice is just so... It's so weak. I don't have a potent voice it either. Makes, but, but it makes Lauren Avedon's look sound strong. And Lauren yeah. Avedon, I always thought, had a weak pussy voice. Exactly. Hey, man, guys. And it's like, that's fucking James Earl Jones next to Vitaly's. Like, I feel like Casey has like a 13-year-old Emilio Estevez kind of voice. That's that's how I, I heard you, it. I'm glad you said Emilio Estevez because he has the douchebag quality of Emilio, young Emilio Estevez. I always yeah. hated Emilio Estevez. I, I 100% agree with that. I went back I and totally like, watched. I totally see Vitaly taping some guys butt cheeks closed <laughs> like i think emilio was 18 when he did repo man he was like really young when he did that he had that perfect just like pug fuck you know you know punchable face. face yeah yeah, yeah. it's great oh, okay murray we got four and a half pages of notes yeah um, days days growing short half here. of them are just about the clothing we're expecting a snowstorm at any moment now yeah, i hear that yeah. you know so yeah, we yeah. probably should get to some trailers so you can you know Get on out of here. All right. So I, I guess we have no choice but to do this. So here's the final movie in the saga that is No Retreat, No Surrender. It's No Retreat, No Surrender 3. The first was for honor. No retreat, no the second was for revenge. Mac, we got to get her back. You want to start a war? You don't. This time, 
us together is dead. It's family. No retreat. No surrender. Three. Blood Brothers. You're talking about some of the most powerful people in Washington. It's a great loss to all of us. I don't want your sorrow. I want action. Well, I'll take care of it. I'll find my own way. You know, we could use a man like you. I'm listening. He is a warrior, a true fighter. He is the one. Something big is going on, and I'm a part of it. When I know exactly what it is, I'll contact you. No retreat, no surrender. Three. Some men are harder to stop. They're going to kill me anyway. You know that, don't you? Some ties are harder to break. They're shooting at us anyway. Everybody, you're a goddamn terrorist. No retreat. No surrender. Three. Blood Brothers. All right, we open up. Got a beautiful... Well, we open up with a, a quote from Chairman yeah, Mao. A beautiful saying from yeah, Chairman Mao. Power comes from the barrel of a gun. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. And as we sit here being confused about what the fuck that's supposed to mean, because we're watching a martial arts movie, right. uh, we get police surrounding what we assume <laughs> is a bank. We don't know. Yes. I immediately, first thing I thought was bank. Bank. Because whenever you see a heist, like a movie where there's a cop surrounding a building, it's always a bank. Might be the state capitol. They might be like a mask thing where there's Could like, be a party mansion. Thing. Could be a party mansion. We Could don't be. know. All I know is uh, upon second watch. Post I, office maybe. I don't post know. Post office. There we go. I notice these. Oh, you know what? Post office makes a lot of sense because these. Wait, no, it makes no sense at all because <laughs> socialists would probably be into that kind of thing. I don't know. Yeah, we're we're working into well, an antifa not, they're versus socialist angle. They're communists. Oh, communists! They're excuse even worse me. than socialists. They are awful villains, by the way, because everybody is running around in the first shot. You'd think if you had a bunch of guns and everything, every everything would be cool, calm, and collect, and like people would be scared and pissing themselves, but in a spot. These people are all fun running around like chickens. It is chaos. And, uh, yeah, so we got the police outside surrounding the building. Hostages finally getting situated. And we're scanning over the the whole crowd. And then we, we slowly, Murray... It's like, uh, well, I can't. I would say a buff Seinfeld, but I can't tell because his suit. He's swimming in his suit. I don't see Seinfeld. The hair's not voluminous enough. It's, he's working on it though. He it's could kinda, be it's on kind it. of bizarro Stingray from uh, Undefeatable. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. Abaddon was perfection uh, for the Seinfeld hair. Like well, his, he had, is the, he had the poofy. He had a Scott Bale feather kind of. Mm. Okay. And uh, yeah, he's just swimming in this suit. He's got black. Leather gloves on for some reason. We're talking about Casey for Casey. The, yep. Yeah, he's the he's the good son. Yeah, he's a CIA super spy, James Bond, yeah. the one Nick Cave's always singing about. Oh, he, <laughs> he had a song called "Good Son." Uh, but I I know this. Song. I'm I'm surprised you didn't. I was trying to toss it to you because you were so offended by this <laughs> face he's making. He's and, awful facials, by oh, the way. <laughs> he, he looks like he's like did I just shit my pants? He's I mean I, I know he's supposed to be scared. Yeah, and 
if, you, if you've seen, and we no, can tell these are political people because guys wearing an army jacket, the socialist guy. Yeah, and he's got uh, that red like knotted rope necktie thing going on. Colonel Kerchief. Yeah, it was very interesting. And yeah, he's this mugging like a motherfucker for the camera. Yeah, he's got. Okay, I gotta say it, it's the same look as the guy from you No might, Holds Barred. You might have to put that up on Instagram. I, I can do that. Okay. He's got the same look the guy from No Holds Barred has when he dookies. So <laughs> I'm like. Man, he's it, when you put it in that context, he's selling this really well. He's so scared, he's shitting himself right now, you know? <laughs> and there's this hot blonde next to him. She's terrified. I don't know if they're together. I don't know what the situation is. I, you see, first time through, I thought they were together. Second time through, I realized that he is just releasing. He's not shitting. He's pheromoning. He's spreading mm. the, the sexual pheromones, Jeez. and she is downwind, so she's getting all those it's like pheromones. pheromone COVID. Yes, exactly. He's not wearing a mask. He, <laughs> not over his butt, <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah. And so, of course, it's why it is, it's working for the terrorists, because he doesn't take them seriously at all. He's like, this is a cowardly American. Yep. And then... They're looking over for the audience, and he just Casey just pipes up. He's Casey like, has he's got crutches for some reason. Apparently, one, he knew one. this was going to happen. Yeah, I guess I don't know. Or he's they prepared. snuck him in. I, I there's no understanding. Maybe he had of this. to send a, a package or or a deposit a check or whatever you're supposed to be doing in this building. Maybe he just has a foldable like crutch just in case he's in a hostage <laughs> situation. You Maybe know? he's he can... playing the like uh, bird with a broken wings like rap for girls. Like oh I, oh, I like know. it. Come home and nurse me yeah, kind of deal. He's a creep. Yeah, I like this. Yeah. And so just to add to the creep factor. He pipes up, and he's like, Mr. Terrorist, why don't you take this beautiful blonde? My life's too valuable. I'm going on my yacht later today. And this guy, he's just, we hear his yacht. He's just merely disgusted. He's a good communist. He is a good communist. And he's like, you American pig giving up this woman for yeah. you. By the way, Casey reaches out. This guy is so close to Casey. He reaches out. Casey Grabs his gun, just like holds his hands over his gun and points it at the woman and <laughs> yeah. like gets it closer and closer. And just like, shoot her, do it, do it. But uh, eventually the commie is just like, oh, American scum, get off of me. What is that smell? Throws him back. And that's when it was like, you've activated my trap card. And right. Casey winks for the camera, lifts up that crutch, and he a had, spear chunk shoots the same out of it. Crutch from Picasso Trigger. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, so, that is that is a So deep he's got a, a spring loaded crutch. So it shoots out and impales. It was so fast. I didn't know what was happening. I thought he landed. He fell on a flagpole. I didn't know yeah. what was going on. It was intense. Yes, it does look like a flagpole because <laughs> it's like a full-on fucking spear. So all hell breaks loose. He's fucking taking out guys left and right. He's got the Uzi now, and he, he's shooting up guys, shooting up this guy. And finally, because there's like a balcony in this building, whatever it is, bank, uh, post office. Yeah. So there's a guy up on the balcony, and I counted the shots because I'm also artistic like a Highlander. Four shots. The guy hits. Uh, he's shooting at the woman that uh, Casey is trying to release his pheromones on. So Casey realizes it, jumps in bullet time, and blocks it with the hand he just so happens to have a cast on for the rest of the movie because he right. legit had to wear yeah, a cast. So this is the exposition on why he's wearing a cast for the rest yeah. of the movie. So maybe the scene wasn't even supposed to be in the movie. Maybe. But they added it to explain the cast. Yeah, I definitely think that. I yeah. don't know about the whole scene, but yes, getting shot in the arm totally is the yeah. explanation. So after he gets shot, the guy just stops and 
wait for Casey to shoot him. And after that, it's like threats, you know, cleared out. Casey has won the day, you know? Right. And he just stands there gloating over the guy. He's like, you fucking Americans. Like, this American just kicked your ass, asshole. Uh, yeah. Yep. And then we so, go over. So we, we've had our fill of a tally for now. So yep. we, we got to so. go, go to the other blood brother. Right. The guy on the other side of the tracks. Yep. Because these are like very opposites. Yeah, Casey's highfalutin. Right, he lives the high life. He's James got Bond, like mul- said. multiple muscle cars that he's driving around. He's Corvette, got, Mustang, yeah. PT Cruiser. He's got the Smokey and the Bandit, Trans Am, Firebird. Yeah, he's he's cool. Can't grow a mustache, but he does no. have the Firebird. And uh, on, the, on the flip side, we have our boy uh, Will, played Will. by Lauren Avedon, who he's... He's trying to help the kids. He's teaching self-defense. He's doing a bad job of teaching them. He's just beating the shit out of them. He's pummeling the shit out of them. But he needed to learn that lesson. In the streets, it's kill or be killed. This is true. This is true. He just pummels the shit out of these poor, like, they're like a a group of 10-year-olds. He's just kicking them in the face. Breaks. I think he broke one of the kids' arms, like fucking compound fracture. Well, yeah, they they show up, and the one kid's helping the other kid get his shoulder back in the socket in a minute here. And he's like, all right. Five minute break. I'm gonna kick your ass some more. Yeah, I got it. and then the phone rings, and all the kids like groan. They're like, "Fuck, really? Do we have to do more?" And uh, he's like, "Look, I'm doing it for your own good, guys. You want to survive on the streets? Yeah, you gotta, you gotta. Would take a guy on the streets give you a break? No, exactly. And then that's when the phone rings, and he says, "Up, oh, saved by the bell." And then he's like, "Will Alexander." Will Alexander, who answers their phone with their full name? <laughs> and he's like, well, his dad, because he goes, son, it's your dad, John Alexander. <laughs> Are you going to come to that big birthday party of mine later on? I really want you to come down early. You know what? I'm going to fly you up here, uh, over here. He's like, okay, John is like in D.C., we think. Yeah. I'm Somewhere over there. We don't know where Will is. No. We have no clue. And I think Casey is also in the D.C. Yeah, area. Yeah, he works for the CIA. Right. But we have no idea where Will's at. Baltimore? Let's say Baltimore. Okay. And, so he's close. Yeah. He's pretty close. And he's like, I don't know, Dad. Is Casey going to be there? Well, yeah. I. You're my sons. I love you. Remember that, that hunting trip we went on? Don't bring that up, Dad. Not the hunting trip. So we learned there's just some tension between these brothers. Yeah. The sibling rivalry. We know it's you and your brother, same way. It's same. You know what? We call each other the blood brothers because of our hatred for each other. Right, because well, of that one hunting trip you guys went on. We went on that hunting trip, man. He ate yeah. the last beef of beef jerky, so I was very upset about that. And so, Dad... Well, you didn't tell him you saw Bigfoot. No, oh, that's right. So, see, that, that causes some fucking friction. <laughs> so, Dad, Dad is like, okay, look, you're coming out for my birthday. That's all I really want. But maybe you could stay a day or two extra. And I get it if you need to leave because Casey's being too much of a fucking piece of shit. He's being too much of a success for you because you're a failure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, let's get real. Yeah. I mean, he's, like I said, he's the good son. He followed in his dad's footsteps. His dad worked for the CIA for the company. Yep. And he works for the company. Yep. Now... Lauren went his own way. He did. He just went into the street style of martial arts. Right. So he, they they hang up amicably. They're like, okay, I'll see you Saturday. No big deal. 
And Dad, he's just he's got his computer out. This is 1990, guys. You know, he's up that gateway. He's like, I'm ready to go. He's got that AOL disc. He pops it in the tray to get his free four thousand hours. <laughs> and he starts loading. You hear that dial up noise? I, I like this this trait about the Alexanders. They all learned apparently how to type on a computer the same way, which is to talk to the computer while they. T- Ooh, I well, like what you're showing me didn't here. You know, the CIA was. Vital in the, in the in the invention of Alexa. So yes, this makes sense. Back it's... in ninety, that was the prototype Alexa. And so he is just kind of mumbling and he's typing with one finger at a time. He's doing the old peck, and uh, and he starts to load up this very picture again. It's, <laughs> yeah. di- it's dialogue. Yeah, if you're, he's if, way out in like the yeah, country if you're, too. You're of a certain age, and you were like downloading porn. You know what it feels like. You're yep. like you're waiting. You're seeing each line. You're like. Come on, Pam eh, Anderson's tits, eh, you know. Eh, eh. And we, we just get to see uh, the eyebrows up of this man. And he's got the white hair, the white right. shock of hair. Like, he must have been uh, uh, inhabited by Bob. But he has brown, brown eyebrows right now. That's all we get to see of this picture because then we go outside where a couple of G-men show up. Yeah, one looks like strangely like Newt Gingrich, I'm going to say. And then he's got his young protege with him. Oh, yeah. And they both got the fucking aviators on. They're looking badass. They're looking like a couple G-men in full-on black and white suits. And we're you know? like, uh-oh, what's going on? Are they yeah. going to like, do something to him? Well, we knew Dad was up to something suspicious. He worked for the CIA. He's trying to retire or has been retired. I couldn't figure that part out. This might have been like his two-week retirement party, for all I know. And so uh, Newt, He's like he goes to talk to his bu- his buddy and he knows he's gone, and then he turns the other way and there's a gun right in his face. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. like getting slow, old buddy. I should have never bet on those Washington football teams. <laughs> yes, because he, he said that he wanted to be sensitive, even ninety, even in ninety, like, Washington football team. Yep, they're not very sensitive later in this movie, but right there, and they he's were like, sensitive. here's that twenty bucks I owe you, and he's like, dude, yeah, it was a hundred bucks, hundred wow, and he was like. Yeah, they were just a player. This is the Lions apologist for you. <laughs> they were a player too. If Swift didn't drop that pass, we would have won the game. And John is just like, 52 to 6 is not a close game. Right. They played hard, though. Yeah, it was close up until the, the first end of the first quarter when they went down 40 right. to 2. So we. We didn't. We were supposed to look to make sure who was right because me and Griff have conflicting views of what happens after this. I'll I'll allow you to tell your side of the story. So they go inside and they're having a conversation. They do point out like, "Where's Tommy, my partner?" Oh, I tied him up to a tree over there. And Tommy is like half undressed at this point. Like his ties all undone, his jackets half pants up. around his ankles. I don't know what that dad was what doing. What did John do? Why is he out in the woods by himself with no lady? Mom's not in the picture anymore. We never know what happened to mom. Dad's. I mean, we already said Casey gonna, takes after. I'm going to da- say Casey was responsible for mom's death, and that's why Will has a grudge against him. Interesting. I think this is interesting. That's the backstory I created in my head. And because I could, I could never think, why would these guys hate each other? They're beautiful. I just think that John, like Casey, who takes completely after dad, John just likes to fuck every woman he sees. I mean, there's a whole angle here with the secretary we hear about in a couple moments. So remember. Remember that. Okay, so they sit down. 
And it's just Newt and John in the office, and they're talking about you know some old business. They want to get well. Shot. Finally, it's been a half an hour, so finally the full picture of Franco comes up on the computer screen. Oh, we don't get to see it though. It's in the background, though. I'm just saying. We don't get to see it. I know because it's in the background. Bruce Lee's in the background, actually. So, anyways, they're sitting here and they're just like, "All right, I know you've been chasing down Franco. This is how I hear it." You've been chasing down Franco, Newt tells John. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. He's like, you've taken out all the Franco's guys. Look, we're launching a mission against Franco. None of these new kids can lead it. We need you to come back and lead it. That's how I heard that. I didn't see hear, hear that at all. My interpretation of it was he's coming to warn because he's retired. He's out of the game. And he's like, look, Franco is looking for you because he wants revenge for you murdering his son. And and John's like, that's old news. That's a, that's part of the that's do that's the price of doing business. I'm retired now. He's not gonna come for me. No way. And he's like, hey, fuck yeah, he is. I'm just here to warn you. That's all. Did you, and give you that money for that bet we made. Did you see the picture of my son on our hunting trip though? Hands him the photo, and they just stare at it together. Yeah, and then then they, they go, oh, they come to that party because this is this is the gala event, the birthday party of John, his 65th. Yeah, 65th. And so everyone, he's like, he's like, I'm hoping to get my sons. He's like, I hope so too. Remember that trip? And he's like, God, don't bring that trip up. It was crazy. <laughs> we'll never know what happened, but something big happened something in that trip. Big. I'm going to say mom got shot I'm accidentally by Casey. Dick Cheney style. Exactly. Shot her in the face. They're quail hunting. <laughs> okay. Yep. That's what we do here at Golden Globe <laughs> Theater. We just answer questions. All right. All right. All right. So all we know, there's an evil white-haired mullet man. Who's someone? I'm thinking a, is it a replicant? Because I'm thinking it's Rucker Howard. Yeah, I, I'm willing the to. The movie go with we that. should be doing right now. Blade Runner. Would, oh yeah, Rucker Howard movie. Yeah. Oh. All right. Anyways, we cut to we go uh, to a day in the life montage. So I like this montage. It's kind of a new montage too. Yeah. We're used to seeing training and all that kind of shit. We're going to a day in the life, and we got a day in the life of Casey and a day in the life of preparing Will. to go to the party. Yeah. Day in the life. So uh, I'll go ahead and start out with Will. And, of course, Will's day, he wakes up at 5 a.m. You, you see the sun barely rising as he's kickboxing and, you know, hit, hitting the bags and all that shit. And then you see him jump in his car in his pillowy pants that were just, they were like Jinkos before there were Jinkos. They were just so But they were pegged big. at the ankles. Yeah. It was like. <laughs> and then he had the cargo pockets. Yeah, they uh, were rough. They were, and I think they were a little acid washy. They had a little bit of I that. couldn't tell because they were like white or off-white. Yeah, I think it was acid washy. And then wash. he had a white like cinch belt. And then he yeah, wore... Yeah, you're right. There's so... I, you're right, Griff. There's so many bizarre outfits. outfits. You can't keep track of what's it's going so on. You're right. He had hard. white pants and a white belt. And fresh white Reeboks. Freshest. And so it's like, wait, are you struggling for cash? Come on, fresh white Reeboks. And then... We'll get into something he's wearing later because they, they know not to tip their hand for this last article of clothing right. to really put the whole look together. So he's just got right. like a vertical blue and white type button-up shirt Tuck on. In. So we see him driving out. and In his little VW bug. In his little VW bug that you just know it's a piece of shit. So well, you, you know it's going to break down at some point. But he's just munching on a baguette, like a full 18-inch <laughs> baguette in he's his car. The subway. Yeah, and uh, drinking a Coke with that. So carb on carb, you know. But you know what uh, Casey's eating? <laughs> oh, Murray. He's eating a little bit of that lady we saw at the, the bank, post office, government building yeah. earlier. 
He's lying in bed. It's like 10 o'clock in the morning. He just got up. Yeah. She brought him breakfast in bed. She's like in love with this dude. She's like sizing out her wedding ring. And he's just like, hey, babe, takes a, takes a bite of some bacon. It's like, I got to go. Yeah. My dad's birthday party's happening. Can you uh, sponge me off here? Just taps her on the butt. Says, baby, I got to leave. <laughs> I got to get out of here. Comb through the hair. <laughs> <laughs> and then and he's like, hey, hey uh, what's going over there? And she looks the other way, and you just hear his fucking trans amp peeling out, and he just takes off, puts oh. on that, he just leaps in that baggy David Byrne suit, and he's gone. <laughs> There's even a nice transition scene to get to our party here, where he drives through a puddle of mud, and it splashes up, and then the camera pans out enough to show that he somehow drove by Was that supposed Will. to be him? Yes. Okay. He somehow drives by Will, even though he's like, I think, in the dad's neighborhood, Drives by Will, splashes the His mud. His car's broken down. He's working yep. on it. Yeah, and he splashes them with mud and wheels. <laughs> and he's wearing white fucking pants. Exactly. So you don't see the mud stains in a minute here. No longer fresh white. No longer fresh white. All right. So so cut go- to the party. Dad's mingling. We this is where we meet Jack, who is the uh, successor to the job that John had. Yeah, yeah. Newt brings him over because he wants. They him all, to meet of course, him. we know they're all CIA spooks. They all wear shades. Oh yeah, black and white suits, shades, aviator shades. Never take them off. No, because if you reveal your eyeballs, that's that. You, then people like me and Murray, we can see. We can read, we read eyes. eyes. So right. we'll see. We'll see what's going and on. John's like first thing he's like, "How's that hot secretary of mine doing?" I love that. That was the perfect way to break the ice because they're stiff. They're G-men, right. you know? They don't know what secrets to reveal. And then he mentions the secretary, and a small crack appears on Jack's face. And he's like, I've been waiting to tap that thing. Like, I'm taking, uh, like, I'm trying to pay this guy off so I can sit next to her and, you know, cut the cake with her or something. I, it's weird sexual in your window, I think. And he's like, I'm going to mingle. I'll see you later, John. Great party. I yep. got to mingle. Yep, and that's where we get to see Casey, and we find out about that secret operation we saw at the beginning of the movie. Like, was it an operation? Because <laughs> he's like, yeah, the FBI were trying to, you know, they're they're all mad at me because it was their operation, but I just jumped in there as the CIA and fucked with shit. And this is the story of the CIA, basically, isn't it? To just jump in and fuck shit up? I guess. I mean... That's how I understand things. We got hindsight on our side. We got yeah. a lot of history to work with here. 1990, not so much. They didn't even. So have Will finally he put his, he's pushing his car into the driveway. He had he's like a mile down the road. He had to push his car, and oh my god! <laughs> I fucking... like where he parks too because there's like where all the cars are parked, and then his dad again. He has like. He's, like, in the middle of the woods. I don't know. I'm not tree. positive this movie was filmed in the Philippines, but I'm pretty sure it was filmed in the Philippines because there's some bizarre, like, palm tree-esque, like, trees yeah. that you don't normally see in America, especially not in Washington. Maybe Florida. But we're in Washington. We're supposed to be in Washington. So, Will... I don't po- think this is, like, a James Bond worldwide, like... I know, <laughs> right? ...location shoot. So, they... Will, like, pulls up or, uh, you know, pushes his car up. He doesn't put it with the other cars. He pulls it, like, in the middle of all the trees for some reason. I don't know. We're... And I, I think Dad was like, can you park that piece of shit in the maybe back? Maybe that was it. <laughs> that, maybe that was I've it. I've got my friends here. I don't want them to see that. <laughs> Although Dad, when he pulls up, he goes, that's Will, everybody. That's my son Will <laughs> and his piece of shit car. We're still proud of his son. He is. John, it, it, like. He's a good dad. John's got some great facials. He forgived here. Casey for killing his wife. I mean, <laughs> you know. 
<laughs> it's all they got in the world. All right, so Will gets out of the car, and maybe Jesus. They- this is this will you will, by the time you hear this, you've already seen this on my uh, Twitter because oh my god, this fucking this jacket sums up how I feel about Lauren Avedon. All ugly, loud, obnoxious. It's a beanbag as well. It's the most pillowy. It's <laughs> like I think that my pillow guy get the idea from my pillow from looking at this jacket. It's a denim jacket with red leather sleeves. And communist, like, hammer and sickle patches all over all it. All over it. And, and then it's like... Say, Where would you even find a jacket like this? I don't know. They must have been shopping at the thrift store. And they were like... <laughs> and then they were like, hey, we, uh, Lauren, go check out, like, what you want what you want your character to wear in wardrobe there. And he saw that jacket. And was like, yes, this is the one. And then it even had, like, something so we could cinch it up at the waist. <laughs> So you could get the pillow over. It was, oh, my God. It was too much. Oh, God. He's going to float away. It was so pillowy. And I I love this. This is the one time Casey has a good facial reaction because he sees that jacket and his, like, he's trying to emote this series of complex emotions. Like, (laughs) I want to punch you. This is disgusting. But also I'm trying to be, you know, cool for dad. And he just pats him on the shoulder and is like, Nice piece of shit. I mean, your face and your jacket and your car. I mean, uh, hey, Will, how you doing? Remember that hunting trip? Don't bring that trip up. Don't bring the trip up. So we cut to, they got the cake. They're lighting the candles. Mm. Casey lighting the candles. He's a good son. He's a good son. And they're cutting the candles. I think, what was dad was like? He didn't know how to cut a cake. What was up with that? He was just like, I don't know how to fucking use this thing. Yeah, he was like, use your woman. Cut this cake. No, he called over a bitchy little dude. Oh. Called over the Marco stun of the CIA. I don't know. He was having difficulties figuring out how to cut a cake. But he was he was cheerful about it. He's like, oh, where do you start? The left, the right, the middle. Eh, let's let this guy do it. And Casey shows. He's like, Dad, I got me, me and, and Will, Will chipped in on this great gift for you. All around the world trip, you know. We, we know you've been all around the world, but you've always done it for business. It's time for a little pleasure, right? So it's like a worldwide sex tour, sex trafficking tour, it's like <laughs> Thailand, Indonesia, all the Epstein good island, all the good fuck <laughs> islands, dad. And he's like, son, you shouldn't have. And you just see Will fuming in the background because he wasn't involved with this. Oh yeah, I mean, and it's. Casey's trying to like bond with his brother. You know, he he knows his brother doesn't make the money he makes. Uh, he's doing it in a pretty shitty way. No, he's incor- he's like incorporating him into the thing. Dad doesn't need to know that this is really Casey's gift. Mm, he knows. He knows. He he looked in the VW. He saw the shitty gift that it was probably a matching jacket. <laughs> It probably was. It probably was buy one get one free. <laughs> they probably <laughs> had a vacuum seal it shut to fit in that box. But that though. one had American flags all over it. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. That that's a good matching jacket. Then right. that they that's go bowling together in that. All that shit. That's very thoughtful. But no, no, that was sly as shit. That was Casey ribbing his brother, man. And Will gets that, so he's like, you know what? I'm fucking out of here. And he quietly does the Irish goodbye. He just quietly slips out the back. He's walking over to his car, and he's in the middle of those tree wooded area. And that's when Casey confronts him, and he's just like, "Hey, man, I was just ri- like, I-, I did that for us." It's like, "No, you didn't. You did that to show up how cool you are and how much money you make." And God, you smell like puss. Were you fucking again? 
And you're all about the deep state. And he just and he goes off on some QAnon shit. And I was like, that was a little too far. It was. I thought. And he's like, well, well, what about you and your commie pillowy jacket? And they're just going back and forth. You know, we fought the commies. We beat them in hockey. He's like, yeah, and he killed a lot of babies, too. And you drank their blood. And it's just like, Dreno lizard tongue. people. And it's just, okay, whatever. And so Casey's trying to defend the CIA. But, you know, Will, he's done his own research. So he's just... Fingers in his ears, just nah, 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 nah. just ah, oh, come on. You're never gonna learn that way, Will. So, you know, Will just he just jump, jumps in. His Fortunately, cars. Dad lives on the top of a hill, so Will pushes his car <laughs> and it goes down the hill. He winds up the key, turns down again, and then rides it down the hill. Oh, and he's driving away. He still hasn't even made it to the freeway yet. He's still driving in the neighborhood. Looks back, realizes he has the gift. We can see the sun in the background and everything. He's like, oh, shit, I forgot Dad's gift. I better turn around. And we go back to the house where Dad's cleaning up. Well, not really cleaning up, but everyone's leaving. Yeah, yeah, what was going on? Did they say, fuck the cake? Everybody leave. I don't well, know. They're they're trying. Maybe like, Will was taking the back roads. He was so upset he needed time to think. Probably. So he was been on the road for an hour. Let's say we'll say that. We'll say that. So it takes it takes him a little while. He's getting kind of out there, and we got like the party. Everyone's kind of leaving. John, uh, Casey's there with Amy, the secretary. And he's got one hand right well, up. Casey's her dress. even banging the secretary that everyone's been talking about. Uh huh. Smooth operator. And so this is where I'm realizing Dad gets the game because he's like, uh, Dad, I-, I could stick around and help you clean if you want. Or I was thinking about taking Amy home. And Dad, See, I didn't know because you noticed when they first show Casey at the party, like there's a ton of women flocking. There's around four now. women. He's Ric Flair. And they're, they're just laughing at all this, the, the shitty jokes he's telling. Yeah. Rubbing his shoulders. Yeah. It, it, so Amy was the lucky one that got picked. Exactly. She's uh, the lucky one. Because you he, he probably heard his dad talking about her. It's like, I got to bang her then. Ooh, that's weird. I heard my dad talking about how hot his secretary is. Well, so dad bang probably banged her too. He's like father like son. He wants to be like his dad. I guarantee that's what's happening Some here. Dad sloppy seconds going on there. So... Casey's like, I can stay and help you, or I was thinking about taking Amy home. And He's like, son, I've been there. That's going to be a wild ride. You want that. Yeah. I want you to take something with you. This is my cock ring. Oh, I thought he was going to hand us some condoms. He's like, you don't want You don't want to get what I got. <laughs> it's good, but it burns. No, he taught his son how to pull out. Well, I'm saying I'm saying. I'm not talking pregnancies. I'm talking whatever Amy has. She gets out. I said it burns. <laughs> so I was like, look, I got to go do some work on my computer. You go off and fuck my secretary. <laughs> you go fuck my, my ex-secretary. I'm, I'm going to go smoke my pipe. Zach, I love that. He was so satisfied with that pipe. He he's was. Like, he's sitting in his quiet living room. I mean, he's 65 years old now. Right. So after a loud party and everything, it probably is very relaxing to just sit back with a nice... Maybe he was just worried about COVID. He's like, guys, this isn't smart. You guys go home. Yeah, maybe. No one had a mask. On. So he's just sitting there enjoying the pipe. Uh, still daylight, by the way. We see the sun kind of setting, and we get some awful backgrounds here in a minute. But he's in there enjoying the pipe, and he's just uh, just sensing everything around him when he, he senses a disturbance in the force. He hears, like, a jiggling at the door. Like, and he's like, Will? He, is that you? Oh, he's so excited. He knows that Casey's going to be a while because Amy he, is a tough ride. Well, even though Will's a failure, he's still his son. He loves yes. him. And he realized he didn't get that gift. Right. 
<laughs> yeah, he wanted that American flag because Casey told him about it. He spoiled it. He he's must like, have. He must have. So he's like, Will, and he's like looking around, and then uh, uh, looming in the background, Macho Man Randy Savage. Yeah, he goes He goes to the front door, and he touches the knob, and then he hears another ruckus upstairs. So he's like, mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. And he goes upstairs, and he's sleeking, slurking. I was going to say slurking. Slinking doesn't work either. And he gets slinking, slinking. So he gets upstairs and he looks into his office where he has another office or is just it's a war room or something. I don't know. But he's got a bunch of mounted knives on his wall. And it's just so convenient. So he's turns around and very much on the the house of death. We learn later on. Yeah. Yeah. So he pulls out the knife. So he's still got his back to the hallway and then he starts using the knife as a mirror. (laughs) Did he do that? Yes, I don't remember that. Yes, All I know is the Macho Man is like looming in the background. And you know, Macho Man can't help himself. It's like, ooh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I imagine what that noise was was him snapping it into Slim Jim, <laughs> which gets him pumped for this kind of shit, you know? And we know Macho Man, he loves strangling people. So yeah. he got the piano wire, puts it around Dad's fucking neck. And they started feeble struggling. Feeble sixty-five-year-old neck. He can't fuck. Macho man in his prime could not take out the sixty-five-year-old wrinkly-ass <laughs> well, neck. Well, hey, man. Come on, Macho man. <laughs> so they they have this long, you know, kind of fight going on here. The I, I don't remember how how he gets them off. I thought he just like flipped them over. He might have just know. flipped them over, and then he stabs Macho man with a knife. Yeah, and Macho man. Pulls it out. He's not going down like a bitch. And I think he throws the knife back at him, but he dodges it. And then John goes in for the big old spear. Right. He's just straight up Goldberg spear. They go off a balcony into an indoor pool. Isn't that no, 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 no. Oh, it doesn't? You're, you're going too far there. Okay. There is that pool. This goes down into uh, the foyer right okay. up to, to the front door. And so he takes him down. He looks down, and the guy fell like an idiot. He broke his neck. So, I mean, he did get thrown off, so it's not like he had a choice. So, John... Well, that's going on. Will, his car broke down again, so he stops at the side of the road, calls his dad to let him know I need a jump. And... Dad and Dad's like, all right, everything's good. I just killed this guy. Everything's yeah, fine. Yeah, there's a deck. Uh, he's a C- ex-CIA, so he's probably used to this so kind of thing. So he's like, Will, you wouldn't believe. What? And then Will, the phone just cuts out. Will! Will! Ugh. And, uh, yeah, that's when another goon pops up. And this was like... I think this might have been uh, Franco's number one guy. I call him George Eastman. I was getting a George Eastman vibe. Very much so. (laughs) Yes. I was like, this guy looks way too familiar. It kind of reminded me of Chuck Norris in uh, the one Bruce Lee movie he was in because he just had that, like, long haircut that this guy kind of has. Yeah, but he had a beard. So I I said George Eastman. Yeah, yeah. No, George Eastman. (sighs) Yeah, he's the number one hench for our man uh, Franco. And so they... You know, get the jump on John again, and then they throw him into like his his pipe smoking room. That's where that's where we are now. I'm trying to remember how this house. This was a really cool house, and then the sliding door opens, and John's just on the ground. And he looks over. And he's like, "Who the hell is that?" And we just see light uh, get, uh, illuminating that white hair, glowing eyebrows. How we don't see the eyebrows yet, Murray. This is why it's confusing. Because John would recognize this guy. There's not many people who have that white hair back in 90. I mean... Billy Idol, probably. Billy Idol. Yeah, that's a good call. And so he's like, who the hell are you? And then he steps into the light and he goes, oh, I recognize those eyebrows anywhere. 
Franco. So he sits himself up on his... Well, why uh, would he recognize him? He thought they were brown. They were brown. I don't know. This makes no sense. How did he not recognize the white hair? I don't know. He's been chasing Franco. He's been looking at photos of him, downloading him, painstakingly downloading him with his 22 kilobytes a second uh, modem. So we get a little... Uh, background. A little background. We learn that, yeah, he killed Franco's son, and now he's freezer for revenge. Yeah, and John's just like, look, you're, you put your son in the wrong place. Victim blaming. You put your son in the wrong place. Uh, and, just so happy. And Franco agrees with you because he's not having it. Yep. And it just so happens, you mentioned this before, John has knives, guns, booby <laughs> traps. This is the Home Alone dream right here. <laughs> Everything set Home up. Home Alone house of death. I forget what he had under his table. Cause he had a machete under his table. <laughs> it was a, machete, it was a fucking machete. Oh, my God. And so we have, like, kind of a chase going around in his house here. So he gets out the machete. And then what was up with the Shokazugi, like, flashing light trick? Like, I don't even, I don't even remember he that. Turned, he flicks a switch, but it's like a strobe light that blinds people. Yeah. He had everything. And so he runs back upstairs to that knife room. And he apparently has, like, an armoire in there with a uh, pop-out thing that had a gun hidden in it that he's going for. But this is where George Eastman catches up to him. And he fucking, like, kicks him in the back of the neck. And John, his poor neck. He's already been strangled. He's 65, for sorry. He's he's 65, so he doesn't have enough neck flap to, uh, you know, comfort that one. So he goes down pretty hard, and he reveals that he has a gun there. And Franco comes over into the room, and he's just like, go ahead. Get the knife or get the gun. So right. Frank uh, John goes for the gun, but then another thing's he's got another thing coming for him. Yes, because this is where we get the reveal of the the weapon of choice for Franco. If you grew up in the seventies, you know how deadly these things are. True. Lawn dart. Lawn Throws dart. a lawn dart and hits fucking John in the throat. Yeah, and then Frank uh, George Eastman comes running over, and John is standing up now. He fucking, George Eastman kicks him. He has a balcony to an indoor pool, Olympic-sized <laughs> indoor pool. He fucking launch kicks him into it. It's amazing. Right. It's a very cool uh, kill here. And fucking hell, man. That was, yeah, we got we to gotta take a break because Will, he shows up. This would be a good place for a commercial break. <laughs> And this, oh my God, we we talked about the amazing acting Billy of Reb last week. Was mm-hmm. it last week? Uh, two weeks ago. Okay, what was last week's episode? Uh, Penitentiary three. Okay, thanks. I can't remember anything. And fuck it, uh, I guess uh, uh, Casey shows up. I guess he forgot the condoms. He left them on the fucking. Well, table. he was coming back home because they're supposed to spend time together. Oh, he, just, he was he, dropped, just, he just fucked in. And he was Amy dropping. And was, he was dropping off Amy, and then he was going to come back. He was home. Dropping loads on Amy, <laughs> and so first Will finds yeah, his dad. No, you notice that when Will finds him, he jumps doing into, a perfect dead man's float. I want yes, say, he was. Will jumps into the pool to ruin his pillowy pants and his perfect white Well, Reeboks. first, he did take off his commie jacket. He's, he did. He's not ruining that. He did take off the commie jacket. You are right about that. Uh, so he's willing to jump in the pool for his dead dad. When Casey comes to, he's like tiptoeing around all the puddles and everything. He's like, These are leather shoes, motherfucker. I'm not, yeah, I'm not getting that, these wet. Uh, you don't, he would be pinned to the ground all that fabric if he got it wet. 
So, yeah, exactly. I mean, shit. So we're going to go a little inside baseball here because apparently the director really – or the screenwriter really hated the director for this because they had one director signed on and then a, a, they had a, ended up uh, subbing somebody else in. And the second director loved scenes uh, that were improv And so they didn't quite nail this scene. I don't know if either of these actors are capable of nailing this scene. Well, no, Lauren wanted – he was improv And Keith Vitale is such a moron, he couldn't, like, roll with it. So he was, like – so there was some tension because he couldn't he, – all you got to do is go, no, Dad, like, which is basically what Lauren's doing. He's not yeah. doing anything. But then there's this beautiful moment where dad, he's like in on it. He's enjoying it too, the actor playing the dad. And he's just like, son, tell me about Disneyland. And this is where the improv comes in. Lauren's like, well, there's a genie. <laughs> and a great you wish, dad. And he's like, my wish, my wish is that my sons finally get together again and then he dies in case he's just like why did you tell dad that it's too expensive to go to disneyland even for me that wasn't a part of the fucking all-around trip it wasn't fuck islands and disneyland i thought that I thought disneyland always came with the fuck island tour. no disneyland's too expensive too much extra it's too much extra oh yeah but it, it's crazy how the energy between these two. We were thinking about doing a, a, one of our dramatic reenactments of this, but it's too impossible. Yeah. You can't do it. You can't land this fucking scene. It's no, impossible. Yeah, we just our, our improvisational skills are too good. You can kill it, but yeah, fuck, we're not we're not Lauren Olivier level. So I like that during this scene, after Dad confesses that he wants them to get back together. Get back together? Start over? Starting over. They cover him that with was a, playing in the background. They love how they cover him with a towel. They're just like, I don't want to look at this dead man anymore. <laughs> well, you can't see because they know they're, gonna lie, they're lying to their dad. So they're feeling ashamed. So they yeah. cover the face. And so Will gets up and he's like, I'm going to get these bastards. And then bastards! Casey, he lands the word. He should have been watching Italian dub movies <laughs> because Casey gives off the saddest little bastards. He's like, I'm going to go get in my car. And I'm going to get these bastards. It's like flat. Everything about Casey in this seat is so flat. Except, oh. this, except this pillowy, pillowy suits. And this is this is our uh, dramatic funeral scene now. And that was the music again we opened up with. It's like, what? Yeah, it's we're so at, we're right on the site of the Iwo, G- Iwo Jima statue. I did not realize this statue is giant. Yeah. I thought it was a, just like a life-size statue. This is like three times the size of a life-size. In every movie funeral, there's got to be like 5,000 people there for and it. And there's a 21-gun salute. 20, He's getting yeah. the full like a military Send-off funeral. Send-off yeah. yeah. And so... He's the, a hero. He's an American yeah. hero. Girl. Will, I don't They remember. buried him in... The the pillowy American flag <laughs> jacket. They, Will insisted. They laid it across his. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> his... <laughs> yeah. I thought it was kind of tasteful, tasteless that Will came with his commie jacket on. That's all he had. <laughs> that was his dress coat, his dress jacket. He just didn't cinch it up, so it covered his naked bare buns. <laughs> oh my god, that jacket would be a dress on him. So. Of course, the CIA, Jack and uh, Newt Gingrich, they're walking over to offer their sorrow. And they, they talk to Will first. And they're just like, oh, man, we're real sorry about your dad. And he's like, you CIA motherfuckers can shove it up your ass. I, I'm, not, I'm not talking to you guys. I, I know all about the Bay of Pigs. Know all about it. <laughs> That's his big gripe. Well, he's a commie, <laughs> so you're right. Yeah. 
And so uh, Casey has to come over, and he he's trying to cool the air, but they're like, "You get that fuck." Jack literally says, "Get him back over here to apologize to us." And Casey's like, "I'm not gonna do that." He's like, "Well, then you need to apologize to us." And Casey was he actually's like, "No." I, I was kind of surprised by this So this moment. is bringing the brothers together. Yeah. Is that he's kind of like, wait, what the fuck? No. This is America. First second, First Amendment? Yeah, it's First Amendment, guys. That's the freedom one. Speech or something. So he's like, he he's chomping at the bit to catch this Franco motherfucker. So next, not even the next day, next hour, they're in Jack's office. Yeah. And he's like. I want all the intel you have on this Franco guy. And, of course, Jack's like, no, you're in too deep. Well, this is your family. Right. You can't be on a family case that's illegal, that's completely out of regulations here. So you can't do it. And he's like, it's the, it's the you're in too deep. It's just, There's too many emotions. Let us handle it. Yeah. Okay? We're not going to let vendettas be happening running around in the CIA. So why don't you why don't you use some of that time off? You I got know? this I got this ticket here. He took it off a of fucking John's smart, body. Smart. It's like it's a it's a, a world tour of all the fuck islands. Yeah. And Disneyland. I got Disneyland added to it. Right. You so you're gonna be up to your ass in cotton candy It's Actually trees. Disney World. It's Euro Disney, even worse. <laughs> and uh, but he doesn't need to know that. He doesn't. And so he's just like, sure, that sounds great. Casey, for once, is actually putting on a good act. He's like, you know what? And he kicks his legs up on the desk. He gets a cigar out, and he's lighting it up. He's like, I think I do deserve a vacation. I'll take you up on that, uh, Jack. I'll just, uh, <sighs> you know, I'll just go, you know, close out my computer. I don't want you guys paying, you know, for energy bills and all that kind of thing. <laughs> Turn off my computer. <laughs> so I don't know what his suit is so baggy. I literally <laughs> thought he was wearing a raincoat like yes. over his suit. No, that's his jacket of his suit. It's, I, it's straight up David Byrne talking heads fucking suit. When you, it's wrinkled on top of it. It irritated me so much. When me and Murray were talking about this movie this morning, he's like, I need you to find this, <laughs> this outfit and this outfit and this outfit and send me pictures. And I was like, I don't remember these. How do you not remember? I was like, Murray, there was 45 outfits, and they were all outrageously retarded in their own way. Like, how do you expect my brain to comprehend all that, keep all these notes, remember all these wonderful lines? It's too much. So when you want some files on the down low, who do you go to? You go to the tippy-top basement of the CIA. Tippy-top basement. <laughs> and you find that The mother- highest level of the basement. <laughs> Is where you go. <laughs> you find that motherfucker Franklin. He don't look like he was working in a library. Right. Like there, looked- there, there, in fact, he went through, and he's finding all the files. Casey was, and he finds his dad's file because yeah. – and there's a sign like, hey, please remember to sign these out. <laughs> right. Honor system, of course. He's got, he's got the card catalog and shit. Looking yep. for his dad. Dewey Decimal System. <laughs> he opens it, and there's like some redacted information. So he's like – I know just the guy to go. He he has that weasel. He knows how to twist his arm. You know what I think is happening here? He is. Uh, this is like uh, some of those creatures in the ocean where they like live off other mammals and they actually kind of co. Uh, yeah. They're co-habitual or whatever. So John or Casey gives uh, Franklin some of the fuck videos he makes. 
So I think that's what's happening here. I don't so know. Franklin's, I, gotta, Franklin's I, getting, I think I think he's a little more into Casey than he is into the chicks. That he's it doesn't matter he's either a, way. He's a very Frank, sassy nerd. Yeah, Franklin's getting what he wants. He's, right. He just pretends like the women. Maybe. Like, so, honey, what do you want? So, Murray, we're not gonna. We're not even gonna. You guys asked us to do this. You forced us to do right, this. You did. You put a gun to our head. And I don't know if you've ever heard Casey, but you're about to hear it, uh, along with, uh, you know, just working alongside of Franklin. And let's, uh, let's hit you with that. Nice to see you, Casey. I need your help. Doesn't everybody. What can I do for you? You're not even supposed to have this file, Casey. Seriously restricted, my friend. There's a huge chunk of this file missing, and I've got to see it. Aren't all the files in that computer? Yeah, but both you and I would need clearance. Franklin, I'm giving you the clearance. Okay. Now you're pissing me off. I'm gonna have to get nasty with you, honey. She loves it when I talk rough with her. And... <sighs> Got you, you whore. Access permitted. She's all yours, Casey. But I can't stick around, you understand? Okay. Thanks, Franklin. Sure. Which button do I push to print it out? This one. But I didn't see you, right? I was never here. Let's see what Franco has to do with my dad. He was working on the case for four years before he retired. He got a lot of the guys working for Franco, but never got the man himself. But what country is he working in now? Ours. Most current intelligence. Last known operational center. Gulf Coast, Florida. That's in the USA, all right. Why is Franco here? Unknown. What do you mean unknown? I guess I'll have to find out on my own. So there's Casey and Franklin, two very eccentric characters. The worst exposition dump ever filmed. Just it was just a fantastic scene. I mean, we get a sassy uh, computer tech, and then we get the the worst exposition. We are literally we're like behind the monitor he's uh, he's working at, and we're just seeing uh, Keith Vitelli trying to look like a guy reading a computer screen and chirp away at the typewriter, typewriter, keyboard. And yeah, he's he's asking it questions like it's Alexa because it's Alexa, oh, yeah, right. CIA this prototype yeah. Alexa. Yeah, that. and so he's asking it like, "Wait, you don't know where Franco is?" And I guess the computer responds to him or something. We don't hear it. 
I didn't hear it. <laughs> I didn't hear anything. So I, I don't know what kind of conversation they're having here. It's a one-sided conversation, apparently. But, but yeah, eventually it leads to like, well, Florida's in this country. Well, it leads to the Gulf Coast. Gulf Florida. Coast. Oh, and he's smart enough. He saw that on Jeopardy the other night. Which means the really asshole side. It's not Miami where all the hot babes are at. It's like where all the rednecks live, the Gulf Coast. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know how Florida works, man. Yeah, the whole northern part of Florida is the redneck. Yeah, I know when you get like up into the Panhandle, is that what they call it? The handles. Tallahassee. Yeah. I think I think they're in, I think in Tampa isn't where they go in this movie. I don't remember. We're I don't say, remember. We're gonna say Tampa, where all the tampons live. There you go. And so he's got it. He knows where to go. So now it's just a matter of going home, packing, and going to the Gulf Coast. Yep. And you know, uh, so he heads home, and we we just cut to him pulling up in his old uh, his. Uh, apartment garage I, I we haven't seen casey in his home yet because he's always fucking broads and in their home right so this is the you first time broad to your home you're, yeah. you're gonna stick it and kick it <laughs> and so he pulls up in uh, uh the garage for his uh apartment complex i guess i don't know yes that's that's a good thing okay and he notices <laughs> that there's a woman passed out in front of a car yeah and when he sees a woman pass out, you know what Casey's going to do. Oh, yeah. So he immediately well, runs. Oh, no. That implies. What? That seems to imply a lot. Casey is a fucker. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm implying. So do you think he's bringing her back to his place to wake her up? Uh, he's going to do something mouth to mouth. I don't know if it's resuscitation or what. But the, the joke's on him because this isn't even, even a woman. It's a dude in drag. <laughs> a communist in drag at that. <laughs> were, the, were the guys in the beginning, are they in Franco's gang? I don't even, were they separate? What's going on? No, they're not in Franco's. Oh, you know what? I believe they are. I think Franco and his gang are commies. Okay. Because there was a moment when, yes, I don't remember where it was at, but there was a moment when we see Franco at his warehouse and he was like, hey, the bank mission the usps the postal service mission it, it, it failed and in fact we lost four members and they have a moment of silence for the four members oh, okay. that actually did happen. i thought that was a call back to this fight right here it's for the beginning because uh, they kill everybody here too it might have been for here uh, either way these these gangs are connected because okay. these guys said it's all Antifa. It's all... Yeah, these guys were saying, we're going to get you for the four guys that were killed. And then Franco has a moment where says, what about our four guys? It's, a, it's like the domino. Story. It is a domino. So the, all these, they are all commies, and they're all working together. So he starts kicking ass in his billowy, billowy suit. Yeah, he gets... Uh, I mean, he gets one guy down. He gets uh, Why the is Will showing down. up again? I thought they hated each other. Well... I have no clue. Because <laughs> we need Lauren Avedon. Maybe in because scene. they're he doesn't live. He needs a place to crash or something. Maybe he wants to like. Maybe he wants to reconcile like his dad's dying wish. We'll, we'll say that. But it's six on one for for poor old Casey in this scene. And after he kicks over the fucking cross dresser, he gets backed up into a car. Was it his car? I don't think so because it was like a tan car. Maybe it was the it was car, the commie car. Yeah, it was a commie's car. And so they start bashing out the windows <laughs> and everything. <laughs> he leaps out of the back window. It was crazy. Yeah. He flies the fuck out. That was like a midnight thud, like just just <laughs> he hovered did, out. He did have an orange in his hand, <laughs> and he just leaps out of the back window. Oh, but he ain't in his car, so why not? 
Oh, and so he's uh, he's getting kind of pummeled by these guys here, but don't worry. Will's just around the corner. He happens to show up, and then we get cuts of a monster truck <laughs> driving around recklessly, and it's like, what the fuck is happening here? So we got a lot of cool kung fu fighting happening here. Right. Brothers are going back to back. These cats were fast as lightning. These cats are fast as lightning. It was a little bit frightening. Yeah. There, a lot of good a lot of good action happening here. Um but eventually what we're leading to is they that semi or the fucking monster truck like crashes into another car and eh, it doesn't all, all It's a good distraction. All the good distractions, yeah. All the commies get taken out. But unlike Will, who's like a comic book reader, is like, let's just knock these guys out and the police will come pick them up after we, you know, hang them from a street lamp or something. They kill them. And Will's like, this is intense. Yeah, Will's like, I just maim people, especially yeah. in my dojo. Yeah. But he's actually, he actually, I saw him slice a guy's fucking head off with the, with the machete. And so Casey's like, hey, take my keys, go up to my room, 3D. Well, he's like, look. I got these files. Can you just take them up here? Because he doesn't want to get caught with the files that he stole. So he's like, I'll talk to the cops. Yeah. And the CIA will probably show up. So he's like, can you put yeah. these files? And he sees that Will's a little shaken up. Or maybe Will is a little too, uh, like, I, I don't know. He's handling it well. So Casey tries to rib him. He's like, don't you know how we do it? This is how the CIA does it. Like a big dog. You know, we, we don't let people walk away. We fucking kill the shit out of them. So, yeah, Casey uh, parts ways. He's going to go talk to the cops down on the ground level. Will uh, goes back to the uh, Casey's goes place. The, he goes to the apartment. 3D. 3D, like I mentioned. Flips through the CDs. Immediately makes a beeline. He throws the, the files on the floor and just goes for the CDs. And he's like, I don't have this one. I have this one. Yep. Scumbag. Grabs himself a nice Coca-Cola out of his fridge. He, and he does the shitty thing because he's always wearing those fucking giant he pillow pockets. He uses the CDs as a coaster. That's yeah. what a douche he is. And he flipped them over, too, so it's scratching. Right. Oh, what a He's nasty. like, I hope you don't like Disturbed. <laughs> and then he scratches it. Oh, and he's God. like, well, while I'm here, I might as well read this file because I'm a nosy motherfucker. Goes through it, and then he finds out all the info he needs to get revenge for his dad. Ooh. Franco, Florida, Gulf Coast. Everything. Yep. Leaves his brother a nice little note, and that's where we cut back. Leaves a note saying, I got the info. He took some vital information yeah. that Casey needs, and it's like, no, I, this is on me. I'm avenging Dad, not you. Yep. So we go back downstairs where Jack's arriving, and, you know, Casey's just like, well, it seems like a bunch of guys are after me. You think that means I can be on the mission now? And Jack's like, you stay the fuck away. What happened to those tickets? I'm personally going to take you fucking down the airport. He's like, don't, don't, don't worry, don't worry. I booked my, I'm, I'm, I'm calling up my travel agent right now. I'm going to beautiful, you know what? I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you. I'm going, somewhere, you. I'm going somewhere where the asses are flat and the titties are huge and fake. That's all I'm going to tell you, boss. And then the boss is like metal, de- metal Rolodex. Gulf Coast, Florida. It's got to be. <laughs> and lo and behold, that's where we're at now. We're in the Philippines, Florida. I don't know. All I know is uh, fucking Will. He's got a new car. I guess yeah, the rental. Got, I don't know. How did he get money? Oh, shit. He took some of the credit cards to fucking Casey. Man, he did work. See, I just flipped through the CDs. He's fucking stealing money and shit well, from him. He feels like he owes them probably. Or they, they settled an inheritance from dad very quickly. Well, he sold that house, maybe. Yeah, very again, very quickly. Like within it, the market in '90 was amazing. So yeah, oh, that's probably that's it. Before the bubble broke. Yeah, 
and he's just like, we just get some nice flat ass. No, oh, the asses weren't that bad. These these were fine asses. These were decent ass. These were some nineties white girls started getting butts. <laughs> but this is like a Baywatch scene where it's just like girls rollerblading in front of the yeah. camera that's like really low, that so was, you're getting right up and under that's there. That's a good shot. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, there just there was, there's people playing with a beach ball. It lands into Will's car. It's just fun. It's just and they're fun. like, come on and play with us. It's like so inviting. Even the girl, the girls do three girls that were rollerblading. They turn around. They all look over their shoulder, lower their sunglasses, and wink simultaneously at Will. And then Will, he just looks straight in the camera. Florida, I love it. Gives a, <laughs> yeah, gives a big thumbs up. And then we go over to Franco, and he's working on uh, he's working on his dart practice. He's just lawn darts, bullseye, bullseye, bullseye. And uh, he's coordinating. This is like a first time seeing his warehouse. See again, we've been talking so much about Will and Casey. I want Franco. So th- I'm finally excited to get some Franco scenes up in here. And he's coordinating all of his men for an important mission at an airport. And that's all we really get to hear about it. And then he gets word that Casey is... Yeah, this, uh, this guy with a skullet comes in. He's like, boss, that, that we were to kill that CIA guy, it, it didn't work. They killed all our men. See? This is the scene yeah. I was talking about, yeah. And like every, like every great villain, he just rolls with it. He's like, hmm, well, those were our comrades. Moment of silence. Kneel, if you if you want to, you can kneel. It's very respectful. Or you can stand. It's, it's up to you. And they and then you know, like five of them kneel, and the rest of them stand, Mm-mm-mm. and they all give a moment of silence for the crossdresser who was killed. Yes. <laughs> and Frank Coach is like, but we must carry on. The mission, right? Is That's more what they important. would want. Yeah, it is. It's a comedy lifestyle, man. So we um we break from that scene. God, I want more of the villains. I want their victory. Murray, I need to know well, they're badasses. This isn't a victory. This is a failure. This, I, I, I'm sorry, but this is this is AEW level of storytelling. I don't. I want to believe in the monster fucking heel. There's no monster heel here. So Casey, he finally arrives in Florida, and he, Jack's there. No, it's 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 this weird it, chicken it, friend who's always talking about chickens. Like everything is a chicken metaphor for him. I don't remember that He's guy this at all. weasley little dude. He's got a mustache. It's me. It's me. It was oh, me with God. my mustache. But he picks him up at the airport, and at this point, Casey is wearing a beautiful white suit. It's actually kind of fitting. It's very Miami Vice. Yeah, very Miami. Vi- he's got like one button done just above the waist, and he's just letting that chest hair flow. He, I don't think he had any chest hair. But yeah, he had a little friend there who's like taking him around. He's like, "Yo, we already got a trace on your brother. He was staying at the." He's staying at the uh, Days Inn. No, the Four Seasons. And, of course, they go to the Four Seasons landscaping place. Oh, too funny. CIA, come on. Get your shit together. And we <sighs> see the guy. The guy, he's, like, tuning up a lawnmower. Oh, you looking for somebody? He left a note for you. <laughs> and it's like, fuck you, assholes. <sighs> You'll never find me. So, of course, we all know the brotherhood of the dojo. Yes. If you own a dojo, work at a dojo, you know that you're welcome in any dojo in the world. Right. So that's exactly where Will goes. Will has no place to go. He's any money. This is okay. This is where it gets very confusing for me. But yes. go on. Go it on. It is very confusing. But he rolls in, and of course, this is the this is the Dragon Sound Dojo. This, this we're in Florida. This is amazing, by the way, because they're they're in like a strip mall. Orlando is it in Orlando. Is that where the Dragon Sound is? We must be in Orlando. I believe so. Wherever the they were the hottest band in Orlando. I know that much. <laughs> so 
They were like in a strip mall uh, store. Well, that's where every good dojo is. Exactly. But they're in a strip mall. Then they walk in and it's like this beautiful bamboo. Right. uh, It looks like like fucking, it looks like a Miyagi dojo. Yeah. And it's like two floors. Outside it looks like Cobra Kai. Inside it looks like Miyagi. Yes. It's like two floors when we saw the outside. It's not two floors. So it's like some crazy shit happening here with perspective and all that. But yeah, Will, Will walks in and he's knocking and he's look he's trying to find some dojo buds. Right. You know? Yeah, I heard there's this this band, hottest band in Orlando, Dragon Sound. I'd like to hear some of this. And he all he's hearing is the sound echo. And then well, you meet, but this is where he's big mistake. He notices some Dragon Sound CDs, mm-hmm. and he starts can't help himself. Can't help it. You don't. That's one rule. That's rule number one. You don't break about the Dojo Brotherhood. You do not rifle through. Yeah. Okay. Fucking CDs. The magazines are fine. The CDs, right. however. Yes. Yeah. You no. don't fuck with those. So. Guys immediately attack him. Yeah, he's walking out the door with the CD. Right. A couple of them. Maybe one they would have excused, but he took right. nine. You, you know he was going to go thrift them off because he just bought that card. So he's probably like, I got to uh, keep up with the payments or something. Oh. But yeah, he, he hits it. The door starts to open and the bell starts to ring. And then fucking nine different dudes. It's four dudes. Dragon sound. And then you hear that fucking great friends muse. forever be friends. A dude, a dude, an Asian dude catches his nose with his foot. And then all hell breaks loose. Oh, my God. Another cool action scene, though. They're like, right. you, they're chewing up. The, you know, Destroying they say, everything. Yeah. Beautiful well, bamboo furniture. Of course. Breaking chairs over each other's backs and everything. Oh, it's amazing. They're jumping over stairs. They're fucking doing moonsaults, Frankensteiners. It was awesome. And then Will pins a guy up up to a wall with a knife at his throat, and he's like, "What's happening, brothers?" And it turns out that he's nose dragon son. I guess that's where he crashes every time he's in Orlando. I because they is, know him all of a sudden. This is where I start getting confused because it's like, wait. How I mean, you said it. Maybe it's like some kind of weird dojo communication. Maybe they had a tournament somewhere. But it's like we don't know where Will lives. We don't suspect it's Florida because he doesn't go back to his home or anything. So he's just been here multiple times before in the past. Because these guys, this is where he crashes when he's in Orlando. Apparently, and apparently pops in here often because these guys seem like fast fucking friends. Because. They go straight out to the lawn to talk it over and, you know, talk about, like... Take the shirts off. Yeah. And... I like that the one dude had... It looked like he had a giant scar down his chest, like he had a pacemaker Maybe surgery or something. And he's like, guys, I got a job for you. It involves murder. They're like, tell us more. Yes. Tell us more. This is, this is what's confusing about it, because it's like, <laughs> how are you meeting these people... <laughs> Wait, apparently you have a fast friendship or something. It's a whole dojo world we don't know about. We're but yeah, he, he literally says, that is not an embellishment. <laughs> Guys, I got a mission for you. It's going to involve murder. And they're all like, yes. The one is where like. Well, what do you train for martial arts for if, if not to kill? I mean, isn't that the whole point? I think that's Will's whole point. Yeah. I think he's out to kill. So maybe when he killed somebody in that garage scene earlier, he was just like, finally. Fuck yes. I've been waiting for this. Oh, and he, uh, he, so Will's like, okay, here's the deal. And he starts whispering. He's like, we're going to get this guy Angel. We need to get Franco, but we got to get to Angel first. I think maybe his buddies tipped him off. Like, I think it was in that file that he took. Maybe it was, but there, there, he had the name. He needed to get to Franco. Angel is the guy who, like, auditions everyone to get into Franco's gang. Yes. So we need to meet up to him because I have this plan. He's his talent agent. The one out there scoping so like, out. I'm gonna, I have this plan. I need you guys to help me with it. Will you help me? Is, are people going to die? Yes, we're in. Yeah. So, of course, Angel, 
like any good auditioner, casting couch guy, he hangs out at the filthiest biker bar you can imagine. You know, he totally does not fit into this bar. He's just a total nerd. But he's at a biker bar. I think it's the bar from No Holds Barred because I did notice there was a dog chained up in the bathroom. Yeah. And so he walks in, got that beautiful Scott Bayo fucking uh, feather flowing, got the fucking aviators on, whips out this comb, flicks the feather a little. All eyes are on Lauren Avedon. <laughs> so he heads straight to the bar. And then this guy, this fat, disgusting guy, I guess he's feeling threatened. His man is being threatened. He's like, I'm going to go fuck with this guy. So he rolls up. What the fuck are you doing here? That's my bar stool you're on there. And he's like, well, it's mine now, so beat it, loser. And then he whips out the butterfly knife, flicks it around. Yep, they do, they do a very close-up of it, so you can't see that it's not Will or uh, Lauren Abaddon's hand. <laughs> he didn't He didn't practice his butter knife skills, butterfly knife skills. So he's... <laughs> he, was, he did practice his butter knife skills, <laughs> he but did practice needed a the, butterfly knife. Man, they hand him a roll, and the way he just fucking just slathered that butter on And like him. every bully, this guy bitches out immediately. Yeah, he says... He's like, well, I don't want to sit in there anyway. He, well, he goes beyond that. He says, what you're going to do is you're either going to lose a testicle, or you're going to pat me on the back, tell me it's good seeing me again, and you're going to have a beer with me. Because he's trying to lay down that he's, that he's a tough man, but he's one of them. Right. That's what he's trying to portray here. And so then, just like the fucking, uh, fucking scene out of Pray for Death, these four crazy-looking dudes come into the bar. One's a cowboy. One's a ninja. One's a... They're not. They're just in their street clothes. It was the gang from Revenge of the Ninja. It was a cowboy, a black guy in roller skates. Yeah. Uh, guy with a rising sun muscle shirt. Yeah, it was. A- this is where it gets a little offensive. So if you if you are not into offensive language in a 1990 movie, just close your ears for a moment. Yeah, a lot of f bombs are blasting. Our boys come in, ready for bear. They're just I don't know. I maybe was this a gay bar? I don't know. Why were I, they blasting the f bombs on them? I don't know. I just know that the our large black gentleman comes in and says. We want the goddamn queer angel. It's like, what? what is this coming from? I don't know. So everybody in the bar, this must have been like a very progressive bar because everyone's like, sir, you cannot say that <laughs> you in You cannot here. use that language here. Yeah. I don't care if you're a man of this color. This is an inclusive bar. Do you exactly. notice we have unisex bathrooms with dogs chained up in them? That trough <laughs> has female and male urine and shit in it. <laughs> So you can calm down and have a drink with us and we'll communicate like humans or you can leave. And he's like, I'm not leaving without a fight. So then a ballroom blitz starts. They just start fighting. And there's busting chairs over people. It's just, you've seen it a million times. It's a great bar fight. And then Lauren's like, now's my time to oh, show no. I'm one of these guys. So this fight carries out. These four knock out all of, because this is all Angel's guys in the bar. They're all like kind of working alongside with Angel. So they knock out all the guys, all of Angel's guys. So Lauren's the only one uh, still standing. He's just sitting at the, enjoying his beer, watching all this action happen. Angel is now retreating. He's on the floor, crawling hands and knees across the beer and the piss and peanut shells and all that. And you, you just hear her out again. I think he actually hid in the shit trough. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think he made it to the bathroom because uh-huh. the one guy got to him, and you, 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 they catch Angel, 
They're just like, we're going to give you the midnight thud, faggot. And then they're like, what's that smell? And then they, they're just as they're about to fucking pummel the shit, which you should do. Someone says, da-da-da-da-dookie. Yeah. That's where Lauren springs it at. Yeah. He's like, enough of your gay bashing. This oh. ends now. Oh, phobia does not belong in this bar. And so he starts kicking the shit out of all four of his friends. We're air quotes kicking the shit. They're, oh, man. They're, they're selling it okay, but then right. they're also winking at us a lot, too. Right. And then he grabs one of the buddies, and they fly over the, the bar, and he's like, start throwing shit. So they're just throwing beer they're, cans they're everywhere. They're talking to each other in a normal tone, right. like, just throw shit. Make it look <laughs> real. They're throwing cans that were still. Oh and God. then Lawrence... Throw some Tabasco sauce on the guy and make it look like blood. And <laughs> uh, they can't even get real juice, Griff. Come on. Yep. And so after he punches his last friend over, he jumps over the bar again, busts out that hair comb, just th- once through, puts his sunglasses back on. Is there any other kind of comb? Is there, is there, what did I, I say? I don't know. All combs, hair combs. Oh, I guess so. <laughs> Honeycomb. <laughs> Fucker. <laughs> You're right. You the he, if, he brought, if he pulled out a honeycomb, that would be funny. <laughs> so, so Angel has just been saved by an angel, clearly. Right. And he and comes it, over, and he's just like, I think I have something for you. What's your name? We have a job for you. And, uh, so and he's we, like, my name's Jesse. Jesse <laughs> Robley. <laughs> He's like, I'm willing to join your gang, but I'm not doing any of that bitch work. You know, I'm not going to be in here cleaning up toilets or anything. I'm a true believer. I kick ass. I take names. (laughs) All right. So Casey, he knows his brother's out there, and he's got to track him down. He's one. Well, he's got to get on. He's got to be like, all right, let him do his thing. I have to get on. I have to beat my brother to avenging my dad's death. Yeah. He's like, okay, we're, we're both after the same thing. Our roads will cross somewhere, but... I do have to kind of grease the wheels. I have my own contacts. Yep. He's like, my, my chicken friend here from the CIA is doing shit. So he's like, all right, time to go my own way. And, of course, his own way is to go to that fucking beautiful, like, gym spa thing that uh, Lorenzo Lamas was hanging out at in yeah. the Dudes episode. Yeah, where all the hot-to-trot divorcees look for studs. Yep. There's bowls of M&Ms everywhere. You know what's going to happen. Exactly. And then we get this nice, like, beer commercial thing of a chick slowly walking by. Everyone's pulling you're, down their shades. You're right. It was very beer commercial. At the pool side, right. everyone's pulling their shades down. And, you know, she's not, she's not white. So she's got a nice ass. And we're getting a lot of it, zooming in on that ass. And then she does a slow motion dive into the pool. And then she comes up in slow motion. Everyone's like, oh, my God, who is that? <laughs> well, fucking uh, uh, Casey knows because that's his old flame Maria. Okay. So, again, I'm confused about Will having friends in Florida that are willing to murder for him. And now Casey has a girl. I guess this makes a little more sense because he's been traveling around with the CIA. But this he has an old fling that he has to catch up with, and she wants nothing to do with him anymore. Well, because he's kicked her to the curb. We know how we know his his mo. Oh, we absolutely do. He didn't quit it. Yeah, we're fifty minutes in the movie. We know everything about Casey. He's just a piece of shit who's got a little voice. He just uses people and yeah. pillowy suits. David right. Byrne. So maybe she's a maybe she's a big talking heads fan, and that's why she lets maybe. him in. But, but she, she fucking she, talk throwing to the curb. He, she fucking throws him in the pool. She does. Yeah. 
and it's it's not the Nesty Plunge. <laughs> and so we're like, oh my god, what's going on with these I, people? Oh. These people. So actually, we cut to and. Apparently that just throwing him into the pool was enough. So she takes. She him. loves him. She fell hard for him. Yeah, I don't know why. So she takes. But like you said, maybe she has a David Byrne fetish. Yeah. So as is Casey's mo, she takes him back to her place, and they're just like talking it out, and you know she's going on this whole news about uh, like how they were an old thing, and uh, how she helped, how he helped her out of a situation. Because apparently she was doing stuff with Franco yeah, before. she worked so, with Franco. So, so this is his angle. He's like, I got to get back with Maria now to get information about Franco. So well, I, I got to get, get her back in, risk her life. Yeah. So I can get the info that I need. And she is just like, no, I'm done with that I life. St- I was fucking strung out on fucking P2P. It was, it was horrible. It was a nightmare. Yeah. But I'll do whatever you ask because you're so beautiful. Well... She is. She's putting up a hard defense, and then he. Oh my God! He pulls out the old Reb tears again. She's like, oh. she's trying to channel. Is it? What was, what, what was Dad saying about cotton candy? And I can't remember. Or Will was saying about cotton candy in Disneyland. And so he turns to her, and he's got he's got one little tear, and his face is all red, and he's looks like he's about to shit himself. He's like, "Look, Maria, I'm sorry, but my dad died." And Maria, she she comes over and just touches his cheeks and it's holds him. Bro- bird with a broken wing move. That's his thing. That's his thing. You're right. And he's he's yeah. just shitting out those pheromones again. So, oh man, it's getting it's getting. So hot she's ahead. like, all right, I will risk my life again for you, even though you treat me like shit. And then he perks up and says, "Okay, and, great, I'm gonna leave that." Yeah, he just smiles at the camera. <laughs> did it again. And she's like, "No, you can't." Leave me again. I'm scared. I am just... And she's undressing. I'm just so scared. I don't know what to do and without you he here. Just, he just goes, send it in. <laughs> and then he just hears that sweet shine to heart. And you know what's going to go happen after that. So we go over to Will. He's showing up at the abandoned factory for his first day of work. And <laughs> Where in the I didn't get... I didn't see this at all. This, he's... <laughs> It's insane, especially if you see it in the back, because it's not even like it's all black. Okay, this is what it looked like to me, and I literally had to like watch it to make sure my eyes weren't tricking me. To me, this is what it looked like. He's wearing a, a long sleeve gray shirt with a a black bulletproof vest that a toddler would wear <laughs> over him, because it's like it just it starts at his shoulders and this goes down to like his like yeah. just below his tits. Yeah. But no, that's just the design of the shirt. It's right. So, it's it's not a fabric over a fabric. No. It's the same fabric. It's, it's And I was just I couldn't I don't you're going to have to explain what's happening cuz I was so stunned by this shirt. I I just tuned out for like 10 minutes. <laughs> just staring at so it. Like why would you wear that? So Angel is doing the introductions. He's like, "Oh my god, Jesse, you're so good. I saw this guy. He's talking him up to everybody on the floor. I don't know what they're doing in this factory." They're assembling like fake trucks and shit, you know. They're like staging. They're it doing to make terrorist it. shit. They're just terrorist know. shit. Yeah, good job, Murray. That just eases it up. And then he's like, "We're gonna introduce you to Franco." And just so happens that Franco is coming down the stairs with George Eastman, and uh, they stop halfway down the stairs and they're just staring at uh, uh, Jesse. And Angel calls out, "Franco, this is Jesse." And Jesse pulls out that comb and just runs it once. It's a hair comb, not the honeycomb. <laughs> runs it through his hair one time. He's like, I'm Jesse. What up? 
Very cool. He's just really oozing the, you know, authority here. And uh, Franco's just like, your name's not Jesse. No, George does it. I think oh, George is feeling a little like, like, uh, oh, my God, this guy might replace no, no. me. Franco said that George in a minute here says, that's a G-man. Yes, he does. So Franco says, your name isn't Jesse. And Jesse's rebuttal to that, your name's not Franco. Always thinking on his feet. Yep. Know. And Franco, he's like, oh, <laughs> the nerve of this kid. He's right, though. I like it. Because we learned earlier in the beginning of the movie when the when the the picture was like slowly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Out, it did say that was an alias. Was oh, Franco. very nice. So. so this is where George Eastman, as they're like ascending the stairs again, George takes a second look and he's like, no, this kid's a secret agent. And so Franco's like, you think so? Hey, Jesse, are you secret agent? No. Well, my guy never good enough, lies. Good enough for me. He says, my guy never lies. And Jesse goes, well, he lied today. George <laughs> is just like, well, fuck you. And so he jumps down, and this is his test. They're going to fight. Well, they're, about, they're about to. And then Franco stops it. Oh, no, they actually do fight for a while. I don't, there's so many fights. I don't even remember. You're so this. focused on the shirt. I don't know why you keep trying to take the fucking talking stick from me. Me and Murray have a stick. We pass forth okay. back and forth yeah. to talk. So, yeah, they fucking fight it out a little bit. But as before anyone can do anything lethal because they need these people in tip-top shape for a super secret mission, then he throws out one of the fucking uh, lawn darts. I don't remember where it lands, but it, it just, like, spooks them enough to where they stop fighting. It just lands right between them. And he's like, that was the test. You passed it. Good job. You know, we're, we're going to use you. But then Angel's like, no, we need a blood trial. Yeah, so, what was that? Apparently, what? you got to kill somebody to join this gang. It's, it, it's counterproductive. If you want to join the gang, you have to kill a gang member. You're never getting more people. But, that's, I, but they, he just loves the blood. Yeah, and then they start talking about how he is the one. So I was like, are we getting into some fucking supernatural <laughs> shit here? Like, it's, we're no, talking it's, it's about Matrix. We're doing the Matrix. I didn't hear blood well, trial. Well, did you see the part? I did. I heard blood sample. I was like, they no, want his blood? He said blood trial. Okay. And uh, yeah, we're getting, I think he, remember he had the blue pill and the red pill? That was like uh, Franco's thing to get you in, whichever you pick. Mm-hmm. I don't remember which one is which. You know what? If you put Franco, it's just how he looks, but in a black duster, with maybe like with the little <laughs> glasses or something, he fit in the Matrix big time. He totally, I a hundred percent. I well, love yeah, it. You're right, Franco's. He is the one angel. And he's like, <laughs> whatever, okay. <sighs> so the next day, we get to see um, uh, Casey's plan kick into action. Right, they're back at the the No Holds Barred Bar. No Holds Bar. That's what yep. it's called. No Holds Bar. And this is where uh, Angel does his business. Maria's back, yep. and he's so evil. He's got a little glass of milk in front of him. It's it's the fucking Clockwork Orange milk. Yep, Maloco Plus. And she's got like a pina colada, little umbrella in there. And he's like Maria, long time no see. So again, this is br- bridging that past that we knew about. Right. And she's like, I want back in. He's like, Well, you left us, you know. And he's like, No, I want in this time. I want to what you're doing. I'm true to the cause. Yeah. And we got we we do see our man Will Jesse there, and he's, well, he's like well, he's he, acting like a punk. Right. You know, he's a tough bodyguard. He actually sits down, reaches over, and gropes Maria. He, he grabbed her cakes. He grabbed her cakes. Like this well, is he's, fucked up. He's around scumbags. He's got when in Rome. You have to do like the I think still. he was trying to think of what Casey would do. I think Casey would do this. Well, Casey, of course, would do this. But the only problem is oh, this is funny though because they're 
they're brothers. They're attracted to the same woman. It's kind of funny. Well, she's an attractive woman. She, yeah. I, I, so no arguments there. He's like, well, if you want back in, you got to give me something, something real good, juicy. I want the red meat that drips down, medium rare, rare. I don't know. And then she goes, Lindsey Graham, he's gay. Oh no! And he's like, okay, that's good, but I need something to do with. Yeah, that, everybody already knew that. Come on. And she's like, okay, well, uh, the- you know, your, your your factory. The FBI are going to raid them. And he's like, well, well, we'll look into that. Well, we'll get back to you. But she, he, she, she, he's like, that information's pretty good. Here's right. $150, $153, in fact. So Maria, literally, Casey's literally across the street from the bar. Wait, did they, did they, they get it? They believe it? Did they believe it? Some of the goons are watching them having they're, a conversation. Yes, they're outside having a smoke break, <laughs> which I don't get, but hey, it's fine. You know, it's a beautiful day, so smoke outside. Smoke them if you got them. They could smoke inside. It was in the 90s. But, yeah, the goons are sitting outside smoking. They watched little Maria, you know, bit tits bouncing. Of course you're watching her, you know. And they see her run across the street talking to this goober of a man who's he's wearing, like, something that Lauren would wear because it's, like, a slightly buttoned up shirt with rolled up sleeves and pilly pants. They have short sleeve shirts and they still rolled the sleeves up. Yeah. Not even once. Like, I could understand if you do one cuff. They do 19 <laughs> cuffs. Like, they got it. Wait, just cut the sleeves at that point, dog. Really? It's, a, it's an ugly it, shirt, it's, anyways. It's, it's counterproductive. And she's like, Yeah, that was, that, that was some great info you gave me. You know, I'm, I'm. I hope that it's not real. I was like, well, you better fucking believe it's real. Yeah, of they're going to be real. so pissed at me. Yeah. But I don't care because this is my personal vendetta. Again, we already know the CIA and FBI. They're feuding, right. Right. so he's just like, I'll sell the FBI out. I don't give a shit. So yeah, and Maria, she's hook, line, and sinker. She's like, I want to help you out now. Like, you can't run from me again. She, something about Casey is just intoxicating. She's like, I need to get my hooks in him. I need to marry this man. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't get it. So Franco, he gets it. He gets the info from Angel. It's very interesting. Mm-hmm. We'll mm-hmm. look into that. But uh, we get to we got to let Maria stick around. But and of course, the goons told uh, Franco about what they saw with Casey yep. and Maria, and he's like, "Look, she's fine. Leave her alone. I don't care." Mm-hmm. But Casey, we have to kill him. And you know what? Be a, a great loyalty test. A great blood trial. They don't even realize the connection there. If you, Jesse, take care of this guy, and then you're in. You're in the gang. Yeah. And he doesn't. He has no idea that Casey's involved with this. He's like, fuck yeah, I'll duck kill anybody. Yeah. yeah. He, I, he's doing everything he can to, to avenge his dad's death, so he's going to do it. So Will is given the, uh, the instruction, and that's where we cut to Maria and Casey. They're in the backyard of Maria's place, by the way, is fucking fantastic. Fantastic. Or was this supposed to be Casey's place? This is supposed to be Casey's place now. In Florida? Yes. I don't know how, but he fucking found Maybe a place. Maybe it's a CIA safe house. It might be. But they, we go in there. They're enjoying some fucking beautiful pina coladas. These beautiful drinks. They even have If you like pina colada. They're having this fun conversation. And then suddenly uh, J- Casey just kicks it. You know, he's obviously a cold bastard. So he's just like, yeah, you know what? You're ugly. Your boobs look fake. Your ass is too fat. I like those skinny, tight, little flagpole asses. I want you to get the fuck up and walk. 
Whoa, I didn't I didn't remember that. That's pretty rough. Yeah. Well, he wanted to make and then, sure. And then he threw the pina colada right on her. He wanted to make sure she was offended enough to stay away because he's right. trying to work this mission. She's trying to get in there because she wants to marry him. Like, and then she storms off, and then he gives this, like a little mischievous chat. <laughs> it worked. What a prick. Yeah. Because this wasn't like a situation where he just didn't want to get her like hurt. He he actually got off on fucking with her head. He did. Yeah. It was a double satisfaction. He got what he wanted and he got to eat his cake too. He he, he fucking got to throw a drink in her face and she probably made fun of his shirt. And so he's like, "You know what? I got to take this a step further. I got to throw a drink in her face. I got to oh, twist God. the knife." Oh. So she storms out and then Jesse and a couple goons roll up. The goons are there to verify. Very tight. Kind of. Very tight movie They're here. too lazy to, like, go I, in. But. This is hilarious. This was cartoon level of, like, uh, people trying to spy on people because they're, like, they get out of their car, the two goons, and they watch Jesse go in the house, and you, we just see Will and Jesse start – Will and Jesse. Casey and Will start <laughs> fighting in the window, and the goons are, like, hiding behind a car, then a light pole, then a, gar- a garbage can, and they're just, like, smoking, like, oh, my God, he's beating his ass in there. You think they would help? Well, it's a blood trial. Well, I forgot yeah. about that. It's so, a blood trial. Uh, yeah. So uh, Casey's like, what the fuck, bro? And he's like, oh, I got to make it look like I'm killing you so we can, we can get in. I'm in this gang. And he's like, oh, okay, wink. And yep. then they start, like, going back and forth. In the window, they're making sure to put on a whole fucking theatrical show right. for them and, and then, everything. And uh, then uh, Will grabs the curtains and starts strangling Casey. We think he's strangling, but Casey's got his feet are up on a desk, so he's not getting choked. Yep. And the goons are watching it, giving, give like, thumbs up. Like, yeah, you're yeah. doing it, bro. Oh, my God. Broad daylight, by the way. <laughs> yeah. People are walking their dogs, and, you know, you see a lady don't doesn't pick up her shit. This is mind their own business. Fucking newspaper kid ro- rise by, tornado after him. That was call back to the Paperboy game. Oh. I don't know why I threw that in there. Details, Murray. I thought he said $2. Two. Call back to Better Off Dead. <laughs> there we go. And so, yeah, so he's like, and he goes, and he gets the most fakest, like, death yep. rattle. And then he rolls uh, Casey up like a, a little burrito in the, in the drape, <laughs> and then he walks out. And he's just dusting his hands off, and he's like, guys, it's all done. The guys don't even check to make sure he's dead. They're just like, they they just put their hands out for high fives. Right. And when he lays it on on them, the one guy, like, looks like, I don't know about this motherfucker. Like, he seemed disappointed. Maybe he was expecting, like, a full-on, like, bro grab, you know, elaborate handshake type thing. But he was disappointed. I saw the disappointment. So they go back to the warehouse, Franco's warehouse, and they're like, you're in. You did it. You finally killed somebody. You're in for life. Now let me tell you my plan. And Jesse's like, now first we're going to, and then like, pause. The man's here. I'm sorry. I I have to do this first. Then I'll tell you my plan. So they go out to see the man. And who is the the man? The man comes down to see them. And who could it be? We all, first of all, we just see some aviators. We see that whoop, wispy old man, Come like over. long hair. Ugh. Guys, it's fucking Jack. Jack. John's f- friend, I think. Not John's friend. No, I know. Well, I think they're, 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 he's, not as, he's not as big a friend as Newt, but I think they still had a relationship. Uh, they're, they're, they're secretary banging brothers. It okay? was an acquaintance type of deal. Yeah. Maybe there was a party where they were, uh, what do they call that? The old Chinese thumb trap or whatever, finger trap. Uh, maybe, but it was probably an eyes wide shut mass party type deal. So, so they, they were at one end of the woman, and he was at the yeah. other. Yeah. They were like, 
rotisserie roast thing. <laughs> I am so bad at these sexual endeavors. I don't know any of these names. And so, <laughs> so we're like, holy shit! Where my nobody's mind's blown. I totally knew this was gonna happen. Oh yeah, but. Uh, Cut to Casey. I so, guess so. Jack recognizes yeah. Jesse. It's the big reveal here. He says, "Oh, hey, Will Alexander." I didn't notice you without your gigantic billowy commie jacket. <laughs> He's like, "What? I don't wear that." He's still trying to keep the whole thing going. It's like it's horribly falling apart. Yeah. So yeah, so then we learned this. he's like, "There's no way he would kill his brother. Go get his brother. We're gonna torture this motherfucker. We're gonna torture the shit out of him because we still need." Jesse, because he's the biggest badass. George Eastman fuming in the background. Like, I thought I was the biggest badass. I know. The villains are so underutilized here. It bugs me. So they get uh, Casey. They put him on the fucking... Uh, I don't even remember where they pick him up. I just know uh, yeah, they pick him up. They just pick him up. Yeah, he just, they just bring him into the warehouse. Yeah. They never, they don't, we don't see them getting picked like up. Like maybe he was out at the library scoping out some more talent. He's like, I broke up with Maria. This is my my time to go get some more ass here. So they got like the the uh, the springs, the mattress springs like we saw in uh, Straight Commando with the ba- the car battery connected to yep. it. They didn't crucify... They didn't do the crucified thing with them. But. They tie him up on to this thing slap on some kind of thing on his arm and they're like uh you're gonna do what we say uh will or we're gonna electrocute your brother yeah you gonna... know what it do you know what the smell of burnt human flesh it's like pork pork it's delicious it's delicious pork crackling pork and he's rings. like you know what let's let's give him a little taste of that yeah and then they start. We get the horrible fucking cartoon like electricity. On well, them. yeah, they bring in. See, this why would they do that? Just have them like shake because that's what it would really look. Yeah, like. Yeah, they put in the. They well, literally had special it, effects. It was like the Highlander graphics of just like lights over <laughs> things, and it, it looks really bad. But I do appreciate that they instead of just like having him get shocked, they actually rolled out a little cart. It was like like drink cart, but it had like a bunch of elaborate looking machines on it instead of just like a car battery with some fucking, you know, jumpers on it. Yeah, it was was like the shock thing from uh, Penitentiary 3. Yeah, and even better is that uh, Falcon. I was going to call him Falcon. This is the third movie in a row. People have been shocked. Shocked, yeah. Wow. So he busts out a fucking... Shocktober. Ooh. There you go. He busts out a goddamn car phone, and he's like, this is remote controlled and so he's walking back and they're again they're in like a big abandoned factory so he's showing off how far away it can be to make this thing work (laughs) and so this is where we finally get the big reveal dad was in the way so of course they had to kill him he's getting too close to falcon falcon why do i keep saying falcon what's his fucking name franco franco so he's like he was getting too close still need will yeah he's the only man who can do this job and jack explains it to us because they need Will to capture the fucking ambassador of Mozambique. He's but, flying in to Tampa. He's, and gonna, the, he's going to see the Dragon Sound concert. And the, oh, of course he is. Because they haven't been able to get the, off the ground. Because they were talking about doing that world tour. Maybe he missed it. And he's like, we're yeah. not doing it again because, you know. Right. And he said, he said, I will not sign this peace agreement until I see Dragon Sound. I think that was it. So he's getting the deluxe. He's he's got he's on that same fuck island trip, but it ends yeah. at Dre in Tampa. So they're like, the only way we're going to be able to get him because otherwise they'll be under too much security is at the airport. Well, yeah, but I think Will is like, why don't you just get guns? It's at an airport, idiot, idiot. We need a human weapon. You, 
Oh man, get him! We're going to take him hostage, and then for some some reason, everyone's going to bend over backward because an ambassador from Mozambique is hostage. Nobody fucking would care. They'd be like, "Kill him! We don't give a shit." Well, you'll notice that when he shows up, there is the press there, <laughs> and it's one guy taking photographs. The rest of the people are CIA in disguise. So, so he's just like, you know what? I have fucking heat with my brother, but it's still my brother. I'm, I'll fucking do it. Fuck yeah. you guys, but I'm going to do it. Yeah, of course I'll do it. So the goons, they're just like, oh, my God, this plant's coming together. I got an Asian bitch upstairs naked with sushi all over her. Let's feast. So they're upstairs. You know, they're going to eat and everything. And we get a nice moment with Will and Casey. And Casey, again, trying to trying to remember their dad dying to emote a little bit. But he's just like, well... If you get the chance, just take off. Let me die. They're going to kill me anyways. I know too much. It's the f- dude, it's the fucking bird with broken wing move. He he isn't, he isn't being this at all. Dude, I didn't even think about that. He's oh trying to talk God. his brother into dying for him. So the reason we don't get a sequel is because the writer could not think of a complex enough like <laughs> w- uh, w- way to take this relationship. It's too difficult. So like Will he he's annoying because he's fucking Avedon, but he's still he's the he's a brother with a heart. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he's like, no, I'm gonna do it. I'm pissed, but I'm gonna do it because I you still are my brother, and I want to honor my dad's dying wish. He's just he's just the Matthew Stafford of fucking of this movie. He's like, I'm gonna make this work. I'm gonna keep this play alive, and then he gets sacked for a loss of 25 <laughs> yards. You know, and he's blank face the entire time. <laughs> he's no blank face, what. and then he injure he gets a concussion and breaks his hand, which I think he's playing with and a foreign punishment. So what's and then going we on? Matthew or uh, Maddie Patty? We, we oh. see our boy Franco. He for some reason they're wearing like uh, ice cream man uniforms. Yeah, it was good. Uh, they were duct cleaners, I think. It just said air service. On yeah, the side. yeah, they're supposed to be duct cleaners, which explains why fucking in a minute here wheels up in the air ducts. Okay. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. That's exactly what was happening there. So they're ready to take oh. off. They leave some of their goons behind. The fat ones that ain't gonna the, the ones that were screwed up the whole killing of Casey thing. Yep, yep, yep. Idiots. And so while that's going on, Maria's brought in. And she's put up on the other torture rack. Yeah, th- exactly. This is the ace up the uh, ace up the hole, you know, the old Did ace they tie hole. up Will to the torture like the rack too? They had him tied up, but they were just beating the shit out of him. Okay. They was not tied up to the back spring with the electrodes connected okay. to it. So they, they were just pummeling him. This is the most we get to see out of, well, I guess we do see him a little later, but this is the most offense we get to see out of George Eastman Yeah, was when he was beating up a restrained uh, Will, which it might have been Abaddon's way of saying, <laughs> I'm not going to lose a fight. <laughs> Only when I'm tied up will I'll show a little color. Okay. <sighs> so, Casey, the gears are turning. He's like, I got to get the fuck out of here. Hey, Maria, you're a fucking whore. Oh, man. And she's like, what? I just, I'm going to die because of your fucking... Yeah, well, tough shit. Yeah. You're a fucking whore. And hey, guys, I fucked her earlier. It's some good shit. Some good shit, pal. <laughs> Why don't you come over and rape her in front of me? Give yeah. me one dying wish. I want to see this bitch raped. Yeah. And they're like, oh, okay. We'll Any day above God, it's a good day for me. So 
God, this, like, is, oh, this is so weird. It was the most awkward rape scene I've ever seen. I don't like, know what to say. It's like I don't want to. I don't want to like fucking encourage rape scenes and no, everything. But, it's so, well, no. If you do, if you, if you want, this is a rape scene to encourage because it's the most chaste rape scene I've ever seen. The guy's not. He's doing air kisses on her. He's like, oh like, shit, he's what? doing a uh, uh, who? Uh, Frank, like, Frank, uh, L. Frank. <laughs> he's L. Frank in her. <laughs> Do you remember? Yeah, he was the guy yeah. who got in trouble. Yeah. Al Franken. Al Franken, excuse me. And yeah, he's just like air kissing her and but the it, one guy the one guy is trying to get up her she's got like some kind of Mexican skirt on because it's got like four thousand layers to it and you see her like kicking and everybody get, has four thousand layers <laughs> on their clothes. <laughs> Oh, it's it's so weird, but yeah, you got air kisses. You got the guy like giggling, like <laughs> tickling her kneecaps. Uh, and, 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 you got a feather on her foot. It's just, it's just uh, crazy. Apparently, she was wearing her steel-toed sandals this day because she kicks the one guy. Uh, Casey is about twenty-five feet away from her. She kicks the one guy, and he stumbles awkwardly twenty-five <laughs> feet backwards. <laughs> Where he is now right in front of Casey. Casey's got his Iron Sheik boots on. So yeah. He goes, with his heel, yep. loads yep. it up, loads and a fucking up. dagger comes out <laughs> of the toe. Slashes the guy's throat. Oh, my God. And so the, he... Oh, well, of course, he dies silently. Because as we all know, you know, you get caught anywhere, you're going to die slowly. And, he's very, and Casey's a very limber guy. Yeah. So he kicks, he cuts the rope holding his hand. Murray, hold on, hold on. Because there's two more goons here, okay? Yeah. And so... She's thrown off the one goon. She throws off the second goon. And he comes fumbling over awkwardly 25 <laughs> feet. God damn, this looks so awkward. Well, he, he, was wearing, been- he was wearing roller skates, so it made more sense. <laughs> <laughs> because he went <laughs> flying down. Oh, my God. He was wearing roller skates. Okay, I'm going with that. Uh, so he's fumbling around at his roller skates. Fucking, uh, he, uh, he gets too close to Casey. Casey cuts his neck, too. The third goon, he was the one tickling her kneecaps. He just notices that his two friends have collapsed. So he turns around. He runs at Casey like he's going to beat Casey up. And he just gets his fucking throat (laughs) slashed. It's like, what the fuck? So next we see two guards come. And they're like in the rafters. And they have AK-47. So they're like, oh, well, Casey's fucked. Well, no. Because he kicks over his head. He cuts his ropes. And he somehow gets a rope, whips it up. The one assailant with the gun on the rafters sees the lasso coming up, and he's like, I'm out. And he just runs away (laughs) while the other guy gets lassoed, and he rips him down, and he fucking breaks his neck. And Maria's just like... God damn, this is why I want to marry you. Right. She's right here. Right back in love with him. He just basically told him to rape her five seconds well, earlier. Murray, she knows that was just to get them off their guard. Do we know that? The one guy got away. The third goon. He didn't slash his neck. He got a he got a clean kick on him. But the one guard ran away to get his gun. And then there just happened to be a thick steel pipe near his foot That's and right. he put it over his foot and then he flung it and it hit the guy in the back of his neck and oh my god he said let off some steam Bennett oh so good so they're like we need to make it to that airport so they jump in another car that's there while that's going on the <sighs> Mozambique ambassador finally arrives like you said there's three people out there to greet him yep and he's like, no autographs, please, no. And he's gonna, he's gonna make the, his his speech right in the fucking airport, apparently. 
This was so weird. Right in the terminal. Like you can see the the, the board with like all the flights arriving and everything. He's going to do it right in front of that. (laughs) Jesse's about to say this big announcement. I don't know what it is. Our boy (laughs) Will drops out of the drop ceiling. Makes sense. Want to point out if you you know anything about drop ceilings? Nobody can fucking. They're, they're like the they most don't, thinnest yeah. metal. You cannot hold up a like hundred and fifty pound, hundred fucking eighty pound man on these things. Like they're usually attached to a metal metal rafter, so there might have been that happening. But it's still how he would have known that's the spot to drop in. Well, All of the, none of this. Why he, would he had what, the he had the itinerary? I'm sorry, we put logic to this. I'm sorry. He drops right out of the drop ceiling and. Of course, since this is a guy from Africa, he has a bone necklace. Yep. So he grabs the bone necklace and puts it up and against the guy's sharp. throat. It's not polished. It's sharp because he's <laughs> holding it to his right. throat, and he, blood is trickling down. Right. So, you know, it's real. It's like, big off there, huh? So this is a little too hot, so we're going to cool things down. We got Casey arriving with Maria. They park in a pair of, you know, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, Handicap zone. Yeah. Loading zone. Yeah. Loading zone, yep. And he's just like, all right, you stay here. Keep the windows up. I know it's hot, but keep the windows up. That that will help you lose weight because you're getting a little chunky on me here, and girl. pinches her like thigh. Yep. Mm, not good. Not good, fatty. So Maria's just going to sit in this car, sweat it out. And uh, we get Casey running in. He's real. He's coming in hot. And at this point, again, I mentioned this a little earlier. Well, after we had- he leaves her, we see Angel in the, the, the service van. He notices Maria. Yeah. He so noticed he, that piece of ass. Well, they've been working together for right. a while too. But he, he's maybe one he's just feeling strung around on P2P. <clears throat> oh, that's a good point. So Casey comes into the fucking airport. He knows exactly where the scene's hot and heavy. And he, he notices the FBI or the CIA, They're whoever it was. Now by police. I want to point out, okay, there's a guy less than ten feet away from Will with a sniper rifle. Yes. With a scope. Why do you need a sniper rifle? And he's adjusting the scope, too. <laughs> yeah, it's like, no. what the fuck? He's like, I think I got him. I think we even see a first person. I think view. I got a shot. It's like, literally, you can just put the gun right up to his forehead. I think before Casey kicks the shit out of them, like, you see the first person view of the scope focusing, and they're like, we can't <laughs> we can't line up the shot. They're squirming too much. It was so fucking stupid. So, yeah, Casey comes in, and he helps fucking Will escape with the, the, the ambassador. He's wi- Oh, my God. At this point, he's wearing a Frank Costanza outfit. He's got, like, a weird sweater vest on. Again, pants pulled way the fuck up. <laughs> All the pants were way up in this. Moment. Oh, and so the three of them go running out to— uh, and it's, they, we, it's funny because every, the police are following them, and as soon as they stop, the police stop. And then they move, and then the police move. It's pretty ridiculous. Very chase. They get out to the runway and everything. They're over. There's a couple parked different airplanes. They see a little a little uh, puddle jumper, and so they load up the ambassador in there, and then they sneak out themselves. And when they sneak out, they notice something. President of the United States of America, Air, Air Force, Force One, One, is landing. The eagle has landed. And they're just like, motherfucker, it's not about Mozambique. This mo- this guy just wants to see Dragon Force. We all are Dragon Sound. We all want to see Dragon Sound. That's what right. we can agree on. That's what that's why we were united back in the day because Dragon Sound. And this was really interesting. You don't really see this often. Movies. They actually had footage of George Bush. Yes. I was like, that's footage of George Bush. <laughs> or George Bush is a huge fan of Lauren Avedon and agreed to be in this movie. That might have been it. Because yes, it's the real president of the United States in 1990. Yeah. 
And we're like, that's of course they want to kill that president. Who cares about Mozambique's ambassador? So before they jumped out of the plane, they actually started it. Right, which I'm I'm shocked because it actually looked like the plane was going to take off. And I was like, I don't think that's how it would <laughs> Lauren happen. Lauren hotwired it, and then it just went <laughs> off. Oh, and he put a banana in the tailpipe to make sure it would just die, you know, fail out before it got off the ground. So now they realize their true mission is to now get some kind of vehicle to get over because that is what Franco is going for, is the president. <sighs> so we cut over to Franco and... Murray, it's a goddamn. It's ninety, but we still got to get a bazooka in here. Exactly, got to get that rocket. And he he sees that George is kind of bummed out by that. He's been. He feels like he's been replaced. So he's like, "I'm gonna let you, George. You this kill is true. the president. Yeah, this is. So good. he hands it there, and then we get this like, fucking. <laughs> I guess it's the same people that made Reb's binoculars. We get this fucking readout yep. on the fucking bazooka. <laughs> It was fantastic. I, lo- I love when they try to do graphics in these movies because they're always so silly. Oh, they're so fun. So just as they're about to just blow up the fucking president. Yeah. We- be, uh, God, can you imagine this someone blowing up Bush, uh, not Bush, <laughs> but Trump? That would be, oh, that would be so awesome. <laughs> like a bazooka shot. And so just as about our boys show up. Yeah. They throw a motorcycle. (laughs) They both jump off at 90 miles an hour, throw the motorcycle. It hits George Eastman in the face. Motherfucker goes flying. So you're like, that is a way for George Eastman to die. He almost got to shoot a rocket, and he got fucking just destroyed by a motorcycle. So, wow, it is getting crazy. And while in the midst of all this craziness, now we've got a scramble kind of happening. Maria has been handcuffed in the back. They're... Right outside of that uh, that service vehicle they were in, the big yeah. kind of like van type. Uh, Angels tickling her kneecaps. Apparently, these guys love tickling kneecaps. What is with the kneecaps? But Angel hears the ruckus, so he turns real quickly. Well, uh, apparently, Casey might have taught her a move or two because she fucking whips out some moves, takes Angel out. He is a bitch, though. Right. And grabs like, his gun. Grabs his gun. So she shoots out of that fucking truck, man. And she shoots out the truck, and then she shoots Will. Oh, my God. Because as far as she knows, she's, she's that guy who groped me the other day. Yeah, she's like, I recognize that fucking asshole anywhere. You groped the fuck out of me. Ugh. But fortunately, don't worry. It's in the shoulder. Don't, yeah. You know that. And, and, he, and it went all the way through. And he no-sells the fuck out <laughs> of it. Like, he, he gets shot, and he turns and looks at her, and then just continues fighting. So Franco, he's like, I don't know. He just let's hide in this hangar. So him and his goons go hide in this hangar. Yep. Will and Casey are like, all right, here it is. Time to do this. So they walk up to the hangar, open it up. Yep. And they're like, remember that hunting trip with Dad? And then they both smile at each other, and they do the Venture Brother high five, and we're like, our hearts just melt. Yep. We're just like, they're together again. All right, so naturally, when you're in a fucking warehouse and you've got two people hiding in there that are murder machines, you definitely want to split up. Exactly. You want a Scooby-Doo approach this. You want to do that, right. So they split up, and Will is immediately jumped by George. There's, there's beef between these two. It's personal. Yeah. So they're going back and forth. It's like I said, some great old-school kung fu movie action. Yeah, but like I mentioned earlier... Until he was tied up, well, earlier when he was tied up, 
no one's getting over on uh, 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 old Lauren Evadine. Evadon. So Evadon. Yeah. Sorry. You're so quick to correct that. Well, because that's his name. Well, fuck him. So, I I like this fight scene between them because he is kicking the shit out of George Eastman with a with a bullet wound. Yeah, with a bullet wound. Thank you. And he's throwing punches with his right arm too, or right. you know, right side, whatever. Oh, which is great because he was shot in his left. Oh, you're right. He was. <laughs> but yeah, so he's kicking George's ass. So George is like, I got to find the high ground. That's what you do when you're That's, losing a fight. Yeah, he's, he's seen the prequels. So, something straight out of Starcade. There happens to be some scaffolding. Just happens. It happens to be set up there. So, they climb up there. It's looking good. They're like going back and forth on scaffolds. Fucking Jim Cornette's hanging from the bottom rung. I mean, George uh, Eastman wouldn't have been afraid because he noticed there was no loaded rackets in sight. No. So, you all. can't be afraid of so that. So, while that's going on, Franco and Casey are, are squaring off. And they're going back and forth, too. But it's, you know, fucking Casey, he's a megalomaniac, too. So he's kicking Franco's ass more than Franco's kicking his ass. Yeah. Fran- no, Franco's beating the shit out Is of he? Will. I don't, I don't yeah. Know. Okay. I don't know. I can't tell if it's Franco or it's his bad stunt double. <laughs> well, yeah. They, they it's they like cut- an Asian man with a wig on. Yeah. They do these cuts where they get, at least they get the white wig right. But what happens is uh, he's kind of got this weird buzz cut around the sides. It's a mullet. It is a mullet, yeah, for sure. And then it's kind of lo- fast and loose in the back there. And then uh, when they cut to the stunt double, it's like a f- like a full head of white hair, and so it's pretty obvious to see it. But they do a okay job of cutting them in there. So okay, sure. Franco- so much. Did I want? I also want to point out. All throughout this movie, you can see the mic in the fucking shots. Oh, I never noticed it. Oh, yeah. I saw it a bunch of times. You're always mic searching, though. Uh. <laughs> but uh, Casey is actually getting his ass kicked. And it wasn't until eventually he reveals his boot <laughs> knife. Much like a real a, a hero with integrity would do. It's like, oh, I'm losing. I guess I'll stab this guy. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to get the loaded boot out. A real heel so, move. So oh, heel. see what I did? He hits heel the move. heel. Three times. Of course. Got to be three. And so he actually fucking gets, uh, he gets Franco right in the gut. And yeah. he's like, hell yeah. So Franco's slowing down a little bit. They <laughs> keep, would. Yeah, yeah, they keep squaring up though. And eventually what happens is um, Will go, or Will, Casey goes in for the death kill. Death kill. Yep. He goes in for the death kick. He goes for the, for the temple with that boot knife. Sticks it in a box. He gets stuck. And so Franco's just like, I'm Everything gonna... is in this hangar. This is where they keep all their junk. This is like the hangar. Yeah. Because you know, there's no planes. Or is there? There was. <laughs> but there's a lot of scaffolding for some reason. A lot, a lot of, of boxes. Yeah, I guess you need a scaffolding. There's Christmas the lights and shit in there. There was a lot of Christmas lights. That's yes, true. A big, is... big old reef to put on the hangar. Yeah. So, like, apparently something horrible happens to Casey, or he was just in a tag match in AEW because he disappears for five minutes. <laughs> disappears, right. Yes. <laughs> so what ends up is now now uh, that Casey has disappeared, we see we cut back over to Will in this scaffold match. He fucking, like, uppercuts uh, uh, George. George Eastman off the scaffolding. We're, like, 15 feet up. Onto a, con- onto a concrete floor. Right. So poor old George, is he's fucked. Right. But then Franco comes out of nowhere, like launches his way up onto the scaffolding and somehow surprises Kate or Will. 
And he, like, double axe hammers uh, the back of Will's neck and drops Will. Suddenly, the board in the middle of the scaffolding is just gone. Maybe it was a Looney Tunes move, and he just removed the board, and Will fell right through. Because suddenly, out of nowhere, as we slow motion watch Will fall. Well, you hear, no! And then fucking Casey just fucking Casey at the bat. He just slides. Fucking Pete Rose is telling him to slide and shit. (laughs) Slides. Catches his brother. Yup. Beautiful. So now we've got this, uh, like, everything resets here. Uh, They let Franco slowly climb back down the scaffolding. The two of them just slowly get back up. It's 2v1. Like every honorable fighter, they're like, let's double team this motherfucker. Yep. Who's been stabbed in the gut. Yes. They did not, yeah, no holds barred. They're like, we're holding up to to bar rules here. Uh, but Franco, again, we have not seen him fight. We've seen him use some of those uh, lawn darts. But we haven't seen him fight until just now. But apparently he's super badass because he's taking both of them on. And he's right. holding his own. Yeah, all they can do is rip his shirt off. Yeah. And it wasn't until they ripped his shirt off that he realized, like, oh, yeah, I got Chirukins here. No, or, excuse lawn me, darts. lawn darts. And so he whips out the lawn dart because he's realizing, like, all right. I need to even the playing field here. Well, well, yeah, this is actually fair. Yeah. The two-on-one fight. Yeah, why not? All's fair in love and war. So he tosses out. He hits uh, Will in the other shoulder. Yep, so now Will's and got he, two And he doesn't shoulders. sell that one either. No, no, he does not. He goes in, and now that Will's, he actually sells it for a second because he's stuck. I think Will was just looking at it like, you motherfucker, really? You think this hurts? But my he's shirt. So, you ruined my shirt. Yeah. He's so focused on it that he's not paying attention and Franco has thrown another lawn dart. Casey, flashback to the first scene in the movie, sees it, throws that left arm out there with the cast. It takes. Is the cast really that strong? No. Fuck man? no. No way. <laughs> no way. We've seen those shurikens cut through people, bones, livers. Oh, this isn't a shuriken. This is a lawn God dart. God damn it. Lawn dart. Oh. And it goes flying in the air. We, they all look up, see it in the air, yes. come down. It's beautiful. It is that moment. And then Will does a, like a hacky sack move and like yep. kicks it, and it goes right into the fucking chest. Heart first. Move out of the way, Pele. We got Will over here. Kill Franco, dead. It's fucking amazing. And so as they embrace each other and like, oh, my God, I thought he was going to get you there. I thought he was going to get you there. You just hear a shotgun. And then we see those fucking aviators. And we see that wispy comb over. Hmm. It's fucking Jack. Guys, got to tell you. Got a real bad plan here. But first, we got a joke for you. <laughs> no, he goes. He's, he's got a plan. It's like, all right, here's the plan. I'm going to kill all of you. Franco's here to assassinate the president. You guys were working with him. He killed you. I killed you. It's going to look like I'm the hero. I saved the president. The CIA saves the day. Especially me. Jack Nichols. Perfect cover-up. Yep. Why he just happened to be there, I don't know. So he shoots Franco in the face to completely murder him out. Because he had only got like a he he had his own uh, lawn right yeah because like Franco's like yeah I like that plan and then blows fucking Franco's face off and they're like wow that was fucking cold blooded he's like yeah he knew too much so he loads up the next uh, the next shell and you're just like oh Casey you would have loved to been here because you know we're cut from the same cloth 
We're G-men. We love the Bay of Pigs. We love going into other countries and just fucking up their democracies and saying that the 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 vote wasn't valid and all that kind of shit and just undermining and crumbling in Venezuela and communism and Cuba. We love that. Okay. Okay. Were you going to finish that thought? No, that was it. Okay. And he's... So what, what do you mean? Is he trying to turn Casey to his side? I mean, what is this? What's the point of this? I don't know. He was just trying to, like, in the last just moments, gloating. instead of comforting... Yeah, he was just gloating. And he's like, afraid I'm going to have to kill you. I, he's like, I'm glad you guys finally got together. You, your son's... Your, your son. Your dad's dying wish. Yeah. Now I'm going to have to kill you. Yeah. And, she, and then he's like... I think what it was happening was he was excusing his actions, saying you would have done the same thing I did. Okay. So I think that's what it was. It was. And then we hear this, this fucking lone gunshot. Yeah, we the camera takes us outside of the hangar where yes. we hear the gunshot. Very. And dramatic. for I mean, me and Maria both had our time in militia, so we can yeah. tell any gunshot noise. And we're like, that is not a shotgun. That's not. No, a shotgun. it's not. And we see close up Jack's pudgy old man face, and then blood trickles down his mouth, and we're like, "Holy shit!" And he collapses behind him. Maria standing there, the little pea shooter gun of hers that she took off Angel. Yep, Angel Town. <laughs> and we're like, "Yeah, go Team Venture!" And they go a triple high five. And then they open up the hangar door. They walk out. All they're surrounded by the G-men, the yep. cops, the airport security, baggage handlers, everybody. But it's led by our, our Newt Gingrich, our good CIA man, right. FBI and CIA working everybody, together. Everybody, George Eastman, all those guys are being arrested. Yep. Angel, and we see we see uh, uh, Casey walk out. You know they're holding each other, keeping each other up, and, and Casey's everything. Like, oh my hair. It looks awful. He's, he's, he just mimes it. He's like, he goes into his pocket because his natural instinct realizes he's not, he doesn't have his, his comb. He's got a honeycomb now. And Taste good. Will, Will's just like, bro, hands him the comb. That's he all you it. need to see. That's like, that's brotherly love. You, you would never, you don't have to share a comb. You're brotherly <laughs> bald. But yeah, it's a beautiful thing. And then uh, we just, unlike this movie, it was a beautiful thing. Yeah. So there you have it, people. Not only did we do this movie, hopefully that recount comes through and we could just delete this <laughs> yes, fucking episode. Just delete. We we took nine breaks in between it because we were so fatigued from talking about Lauren yeah. Lauren Avedon. Yes, I love how you cannot pronounce any name properly. <laughs> I don't know what that's called. There's got to be a name for it. <laughs> you wouldn't pronounce it right, but there would be a name for it. <laughs> so, Griff, from the depths of hell. To the heights of heaven next week. Oh. We're doing a very big movie. A, very, a movie that's very big in your life. Yeah, I remember this because I put it on my calendar. And I just keep looking at it. When I when you told me No no Retreat, No Surrender 3, I just kept looking at next week. And I was like, yes. That was your motivation? That was my motivation. That was my motivation. That's how yeah. I got through this. And not only is it you, one of your favorite movies, it's our special guest next week's favorite movie. She's coming back for more. It's an encore <laughs> presentation. You know her, you love her. Taffy from our Pauline Halloween special. She's getting the full... She got the tippy taff first time. Now she's getting the power episode. She's yes. going to unleash. 
She's excited. I'm excited. Griff's excited. I'm incredibly excited. It, the hardest part of doing this is you only get to do these movies once. Did we even say the movie? It's Hard Target. Yeah. The hardest target is you only get to do it once. That's the hardest part is like because there's so much shit you want to get in there and you forget about and that's it. You can't do it again. So that's what we're doing next week. The pressure is on next week. I put pressure on. I said if you don't deliver, we're, we're, we're done with this show. We're, we're Packing it in. We're packing it in. I think she will. <laughs> but I, we'll find out. I know she will. I agree. So that'll be it uh, next week. Hard target. See you then, and keep it warm. <laughs>